Production. Recorded live. Good evening and welcome to our podcast. We are Freedom from Covert Harassment and Surveillance. I'm Derek Robinson, the moderator. Tonight is Saturday, May 16th, 2015. And our topic tonight is webinars. We are here on Saturdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, if you'd like to join us live, to educate and assist those who are targets of organized stalking, remote electronic assaults, and more. And to let you know that you are not alone and that there are many thousands and millions of us nationwide and worldwide working together for our freedom. Views expressed during our podcast are those of our callers, and not necessarily those of us at CHS. And now for a couple of announcements. There will be a microchip implant scanning session in Seattle, Washington by Levi McCann from May 22nd through the 26th. For more information, please contact Levi at 760-821-5978 or email him at support at cfienterprises.com. Okay, guys, our topic tonight is webinars. And that's uh, what we had earlier today. Um, I feel that webinars are the next step up for us in terms of presenting our message. We can reach people across the nation and the globe visually and in real time. It's a great medium. However, the perps are, they have been interfering with that from my end at least. So I'd like to extend this outreach platform to some of you who may have ideas and would like to convey them via ClickMeeting, our webinar platform. You can run videos. You can do PowerPoint presentations. You can add pictures. You can present documents. You can play intro and exit music and much, much more. And it can all be recorded for review at a later time. So. The use of webinars is our topic this evening. So at this time, please start eight on your phone if you'd like to begin our discussion. Okay, I would like to talk about this for the first hour or so, and then maybe we can switch to general topics. Um, I think it's something we need to discuss because we had a, a webinar today that was really heavily sabotaged by the perpetrators. So um, we kind of uh, need to talk about some, um, some, some things we can do. I think it's a great medium. Uh, the... Uh, the webinars, the uh, the click meeting webinars, are is a great medium. It has lots of features, and many of them are offering uh, lots of features at affordable prices nowadays, uh, and particularly for nonprofits. And we we do get a nonprofit discount, um, but you get a lot for the money <clears throat> if we have since we have a message. And we need to convey that in a way that is compelling. And uh, these webinar platforms have all of the bells and whistles 
uh, to present a compelling message to people across the nation and across the globe, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, you can use um, all, all types of, um, of formats, uh, PowerPoint, uh, you can use pictures, slideshows, uh, videos, um, it, can, uh, it can run YouTube videos. So there's a lot you can do uh, with, with this media. You can play music, like uh, intro and exit music. So all these things are accessible uh, with this uh, uh, webinar platform. So I'd like for it to be utilized by the community so that if, for instance, you're trying to speak to a uh, politician or someone from the media, you can use this platform uh, to convey your method. So uh, this is, I wanted to make this available to uh, maybe a certain number in the community. Um, but I think this is really an exciting platform that we can utilize um, to, uh, to put forth our message. So any comments at this time, star 8 is a quest, request to talk feature so we can begin our discussion. Okay, a couple of you are unmuted if you have some comments. Hi, from New York. Uh, yes, who's there? Derek, hi, it's Anne Marie from New York. Hi, how are you? Good? Oh, hi, yeah. Hi. Um, this this um, webinar, would that would that be for for us ourselves to have well, access to it or or calling in like we are now in, in a... um yeah, see basically uh what we could do is um if for, for instance you have uh some officials you'd like to speak to, we could arrange for I'd like to develop is a committee of individuals that could um, that can handle these webinars and produce them for you. Say if you have uh, someone you'd like to speak to or um, a presentation to do, uh, a crew of people could um, uh, technically arrange that and help you produce it and so forth. Uh, they would upload your materials and help you run the slideshow. Oh, wow. So, um, so that's what I, I'd like to see happen, so that uh, the community could develop this as a um, as an outreach vehicle. So that's kind of what uh, I would like to see happen. It might be good for um, for the media committee to use this. So um, hopefully, Alec will show up here tonight. Um, this would be something that they could, you know, easily take up and utilize for their purposes. So um, anyway, this, these are some ideas right. that can happen and, uh, with this. So if you, um, if you have anything you'd like to, um, any projects you have in mind, just let me know. And in the meantime, I'd like to develop a, um, a crew of individuals that could, um, that could work the, uh, the webinar platform.
Okay, there's uh, someone from the Virgin Islands and California that I'm trying to unmute. So just, uh, uh, your line should be open in just a few minutes. Yeah, who's there? This is Iris. <coughs> Sorry, Iris, Derek. Um, oh, hi, you mentioned Iris. That you had, hi. Um, hope you're well. Welcome to the call. You had yeah. something. You had some comments about intruders from perps on the call yesterday. And I'm wondering, um, do you have the same ability to track who it is and uh, mute them or just kick them off the, the webinar? Well, I'm not really for sure that they're even on the webinar. Ah. Uh, it's, um, I really can't tell who's doing what behind the scenes. Okay. Um, when you do the webinar, is there a screen to the right that shows you the person that's doing a webinar, um, who's on the webinar? There should be a list uh, available, possibly. Oh yeah, there is a there's a list of individuals. Mm-hmm. But you can't tell who's who. <laughs> oh well, yeah, we can't tell who's who's uh, doing things like that. Okay. okay. And if we had a camera on each person, yeah, maybe you know. <laughs> yeah. That's no pun intended, right? <laughs> no. Um, but no, see, this is what uh, this is what they do, and um, but I think this is uh, a great uh, medium, and I think we should make use of it as much as possible. <coughs> so um, hopefully, we can gather some people that uh, it's not it's uh, it's very user friendly, you know, um, as long as you know they aren't being uh, messed with. Uh, the platform is. Uh, we had worked with it the day before, as I mentioned, and everything worked beautifully. Uh, people um, uh, got to speak, and there's a uh, uh, there's a mode. There's several modes you can be in, and the question and answer mode is when is uh, where people talk, but they can only talk one at a time. So uh, there isn't like crosstalk and um, there's only one line that can be open. So um, there isn't uh, uh, noise interference and things like that. So it's it's great in that, in that way. Is there the ability to type in questions and then have a verbal yeah, answer? Yes, yes. There is a chat feature. And we actually had to do that today because um, the, uh, the lines would not open. Okay. So for people to talk, so we had to. I had to convey the messages to the uh, to the speaker via the chat. So that's what we had to do today. Okay. Unfortunately, the chat was okay. I guess they didn't. Uh, well, anyway, they allowed that much. Uh, so we were able to communicate with the speaker, and we had to really. <laughs> I mean, the lengths we had to go through today to get our speaker. Uh, to communicate with the audience, we had to have we had to call him. Someone had he had to find someone with through a calling and patch him into the call, and that was the only way he got to speak. So uh, it was quite a morning. Wow. Hopefully, things will improve the more we get familiar with the webinar program. Well, possibly. Possibly things will improve. The way the perps work, you know, usually the 
the first few times you do something new, they are just like all over it. Um, uh, uh, yes, I put one sabotage. Um, you know, especially at the beginning. So uh, I guess it's basically to, dis- to discourage you or something. So, um, you know, starting new jobs and, and, and what have you. It's just always at the beginning. But um, but we'll continue to, to try to work with this platform and um, because it's very, very... Um, uh, uh, it's very easy to convey a message this way. It's very... Um, it seems very natural because there's so many features. There's visual features, there's... Um, as audio features and uh, just every every on every level, um, various ways to communicate, you know, through the chat and so forth. And because of that, actually, because there were so many various ways to communicate, um, is what uh, allowed us to to make this work today. Um, for the half hour, forty five minutes, actually, it's more like forty five to fifty minutes that. Um, that Neil was with us today uh, on recording. Well, when we tried to record him. So um, it was interesting, you know, that we, we got to interact with him. Um, we didn't think we were going to at first. Uh, there was just, you know, every conceivable uh, option was blocked by the perpetrators. Mm. Uh, you know, and people that uh, I thought would be here, um, the phones wouldn't ring. I tried to, uh, one guy had three-way calling, and I tried to register his phone in our account, and uh, they would not let his phone register. Just They were blocking everything. Mm-hmm. So finally someone called him directly from their phone, and so um, in three-way, and, and patched him in, Jesse Beltran did. Uh, so that was the only way we were able to, to hear our speaker. I didn't see how we were going to do it today. So they really uh, went way out on the limb. They don't usually go to these lengths, uh, but they did uh, the, the last couple times with these webinars. But I think we do need to persevere and because it's an important medium. Derek, I'd be willing to help with the uh, with the uh, webinar, although I wouldn't be able to do it on a scheduled basis because of my travel. <clears throat> but whatever you might need at any given time, you can definitely ask for help. And I would assume I'd need some training. Um, but if I'm okay. available, I'd be, I'd be more than happy. Oh, so you do a lot of tra- uh, traveling? I do. Oh, okay. Okay. Is this for your job or something? No, not anymore, thank goodness. It's just oh, a pleasure. <laughs> oh, well, that's great. We can do that. Okay, I've muted a few others if you have questions or comments. Well, there, you know, I don't have any Wi-Fi, but, you know, I can't. I do have Internet access. I'm just wondering... I mean, I think it's a great idea, especially because we've discussed this, like, uh, you know, trying to do a PowerPoint presentation, and the more people that can get on board with, you know, trying to 
um, get more familiar with these, these webinars, I think, is beneficial for, you know, just communicating, well, always, uh, sharing absolutely. information, you know. Yeah, absolutely. A PowerPoint is a great communication vehicle. It is. Mm-hmm. Because you can um, you can present on so many levels. Uh, you can present um, music. You can present videos, uh, text, uh, just all kinds of things. Uh, Hello? Uh, formats, uh, documents. Hi. Hold on a second, please. Um, so all of that can be contained within the PowerPoint presentation itself. And fortunately, um, this interface allows for all these various uh, formats that are very, very common uh, uh, on the web. Uh, the Word documents, the, the PDF files, and um, JPEGs. So all of these formats are very common, and it can accommodate all these features. So um, it's a very important uh, uh, vehicle that uh, we have at our disposal. Well, I'd be willing to, you know, if we can uh, decide on a time, I would be, um, you know, willing to help organize that if, if uh, you know, some people okay, are interested. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's one thing I'm yeah. very interested in. You know, definitely some kind of a, uh, you know, once we get a presentation format, you know, that we can share, and I think putting heads together and putting documents together and moving forward like that as far as awareness, I think that's important. Right. So um, so this can even happen over, you know, great distances. And you can put you can put something together that's very professional looking, and um, and uh, very appealing, and educational even at great distances because of all the various formats that you have uh, available for you. So um, there's a lot we can do with this, and uh, so you know for those that, that are interested, let me know. Uh, yeah, I think was that Rob. Yeah, this is uh, Rob from New York State. How you doing, Derek? Hi, hi. Hi. Um, could you? I, I know you have something you like to share. Um, could you uh, wait for maybe just about an hour till we finish this topic, and then we can. Um, uh, sure. You can share your your information. Sure. Um, well, the one thing I was going to say was that what people, uh, what I think that it, uh, the community should understand is that, um, see, I was born in the 70s, uh, so I, you know, so there had already been the advent of uh, computers and whatnot. What I think is that people that who didn't grow up with computers don't understand um, or are frightened by this technology because of the fact that they didn't grow up with computers. Because when you grow up with computers, you're, uh, you essentially learn how a computer can change your life. I mean, look at Facebook, look at the internet, how it's changed, um, you know, how it's brought out our social attributes as humans, you know, and we view that as a positive. Now, the thing is, is that um, people that who didn't grow up with computers don't understand that concept too well, or they're very afraid of it, so they let it overcome them. They become very scared by this situation, you know, you know, by this technology, because it's something that they didn't, you know, grow up with. So I think it's important for people that who are, you know, who are going through this, that this is real. This is real. This is not, this is not fantasy. Somebody, you know, you know, it's one of the points that stick out the most to me is that 
somebody doesn't go through life, you know, uh, having jobs, being successful in their careers, or not being successful, but basically have a pretty normal life, then all of a sudden start hearing voices in their head, okay? Science at this point has, has, has stated that schizophrenia occurs within the teenage years of a human's life. Okay, somebody just doesn't all of a sudden, you know, start, you know, start becoming, start becoming uh, schizophrenic at 30, you know, or 40 or 50. It, it doesn't happen that way. Okay, we know the technology is there. I mean, look at all the U.S. patents. Look at this. Uh, you know, I mean, it's been, you know, you know, it's, you know, I mean, for me personally, I mean, it's been exhaustive trying, you know, trying to understand it, but. Essentially, what I've come up with is that I mean, at this point, I interact with my uh, uh, with my uh, handlers, I interact with the handlers, and people say, "Oh my God, what are you crazy?" No, 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 no. Listen, I my in my case, my case is a revenge it, as a revenge campaign. It's a Thank revenge you. campaign. It's a revenge campaign. It's not. Well, I'm saying for me personally, you know, what I'm saying it's a revenge campaign. Okay. Okay. Wow. And, wow. Well, yeah, could yeah. You, um, okay, we're trying to, to talk about um, this portion. I didn't actually, of, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, we're talking about webinars. Uh, we love, we'd like to hear what you have to say, but um, we'd like to finish our topic first. And okay, then, uh, see, I didn't understand uh, the topic. I apologize, sorry. Oh, well, that's okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, we're talking about webinars, and uh, we've just signed up for a webinar platform called ClickMeeting. And that was the webinar that we had this afternoon uh, that we uh, almost didn't have at all um, because of uh, just major interference by the perpetrators. Uh, but we were able to, um, to establish contact with our guest, and uh, we spoke for him for spoke with him rather for about 45 minutes, 45 or 50 minutes. So we were finally able to do that. It was a Herculean effort to do that, but we finally did. Um, but anyway, there was just a lot of interference today. Um, so anyway, I'd like to, um, as I mentioned earlier, if you're just joining us, um, I'd like to open up this platform to the community uh, to perhaps utilize for uh, as an outreach tool, as an outreach vehicle. Um, there are some in the community that have um, technical skills that can operate this very easily. Uh, there are some that have um, editing and video uh, backgrounds that could easily work on this platform. And it's a very, very user-friendly platform, and there are just a variety of ways you can communicate your message. Just about every possible, uh, all the usual uh, formats are available. Word documents, pictures, videos, uh, uh, MP3 files. Um, so all of this, all these common platforms uh, formats are available and can be used to convey your message. So it's very convenient and it has a lot of versatility. So, um, so I would encourage you guys, uh, for those interested in putting together information uh, programs and outreach. Um, uh, uh, programs for those that you'd like to uh, present a message to uh, to utilize this platform. So that's basically what we're talking about this evening. Okay. So is, is that easily recordable? And it's also recordable, absolutely. Um, 
uh, it, there is a record feature that worked perfectly the day before this event, which uh, for the first time we were able to record it, and when I b- went back to play it, um, it wasn't there. Um, although the uh, the recording that we the test recording that we did the day prior is there, and it works perfectly. It worked perfectly. You can hear everything crystal clear. So it was a lot of sabotage that went on today. Um, So anyway, I think uh, for those that would like to use this platform, I think all those features will be available for you. Um, It's just it was just a circus today. Um, So anyway, that's uh, that'll be available. Making this available to the community so that uh, it can be utilized. So we would be able to edit the. The recordings, right? To edit the recordings, I don't know about that. We can get a file and put it into another format or something. Um, Just to, you know, scrape the cream off the top. It's like the last webinar on detection equipment was pretty brutal. (laughs) Well, that wasn't recorded, but um, with this uh, program, uh, what you get on the screen is um, you get a visual of someone's webcam or a picture, and then you get um, a chat. Um, it's sort of like a um, oh, what would you call it? Um, you get a screen with several with several sections. There's a main large section, and then to the side, there's like three or four sections. And one of those sections is the chat, one is the video, and one shows the number of participants. So um, that's what you get on the screen. So as far as editing, I'm not sure you, how um, that would work. You might be able you, to. Um, I sent you a link, Derek. Can you can you post that link so people can um, you know go through the website and because it does tell you how to um, on parts of that that I sent you. Let's tell you how to record and stop recording and, and make you in different parts of, uh, you know, how to work it. Remember the link I sent you? Okay, let me have a look. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, when did you send me that link? <laughs> when we were doing the trial run. I'll resend it. Oh, during the trial run, okay. Mm-hmm, Yeah. It uh, tells how the inner workings, all the questions you have, and how you can, um, you know, this, that, and the other. But oh, okay, I wasn't really clear about what that link was. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll resend it, and that you can get the inner workings of how, um, the whole. Um, the okay. Hour work. That, yeah. Okay. Excellent. Okay, so um, as I said, there's a lot of features. Um, just uh, just about every conceivable. Um, uh, delivery method um, is pretty much at your disposal with this program. Because the idea would be that we could make DVDs out of these, right? Well, that would be good. DVDs. Um, huh. I don't... Well, possibly. Possibly. Um, I guess you can put anything on a DVD or, or um, a flash drive. I prefer to use flash drives. 
just like to see a series on different topics and have it available on the website at least as an accessible link. And for anybody who wanted a hard copy, that we'd be able to produce DVDs. Right, and we could do like series of um, on various topics and things like that. Um, I'm also wondering if this if it's possible to upload these to YouTube. Uh, that's something that uh, I have to kind of look into. Uh, I've not seen any mention of that. Uh, do, you, but it was, do you actually end up with a file at the end that you could put into Movie Maker and then YouTube? Uh, I, I, yeah, exactly. I think it's. Um, I think you can you can use Windows Movie Maker with this. Oh, cool. Oh, and another thing while I'm thinking about it, uh, Levi told me, go to noip.com. I haven't done it yet. I haven't been on my computer for a few days, so I've missed what you've been up to. But um, he said that it gives you a roving IP address. And I'm okay. wondering if we can use that and all be roving so they can't track people that are on the webinar. It would prove whether or not, but um, Levi would be the person to talk with about identifying who's doing it. He can do all that stuff and a whole lot more. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'd have to have someone that is uh, that probably uh, has some type of expertise in that area to kind of police the calls in that way. Um, and whether or not they have to actually be at the calls, I'm not real sure. Um, but yeah, somebody's pulling strings behind the scene somewhere uh, to have all these things happen. Yeah, like they did on the last any meeting detection webinar. It, it was awful. I was trying to load the spectrum analyzer probably 20 times, and they would not let me load it. And, and I load it all the time. Well, yeah, and uh, also um, now with this this <clears throat> webinar though, there was there was not any noise, and that's one of the, one of the major pluses. It wasn't that that kind of uh, dissonance going on because of the way it was uh, it was structured. At the same time, though, uh, people that tried to call in uh, and to speak, they were not permitted in. They could not get their line open, and I'm not sure the reason for that. Uh, when people um, they have to start five on the phone, and uh, they show up um, this this uh, this blue kind of uh, triangle thing, not a triangle, a um, rectangular box comes up, and then I click it, and then that opens the line. Well. Um, you know, if everything is going well, that's what happens. But um, today, when I clicked on, on their box, um, a few seconds later, the line, it disconnected, and then it says, I got a message that says, the uh, the caller refused to talk. Oh, wow. So, um, and that happened time after time after time. Um, so I'm not sure the reason for that. Uh, except for sabotage, but the day before everything worked perfectly. I opened people's, uh, I clicked on the box, and people's lines opened, and they spoke. 
and it was just fine. So uh, today that did not happen. Hey, Derek. Um, this is Alec um, from San Francisco, Lafayette. Oh, hi, Alec. Welcome hey. to the call. Hey, how are you? Um, so you mentioned this would be good for the media committee, and um, I was just wondering if there's a time limit to um, the webinar. Um, we have um, up to six hours of recording, and uh, I guess, you know, they presume that uh, your meeting would last around that time as well. Okay, and the other thing was is try to create something in advance uh, for a link for people to watch. So if we sent somebody something, they could click on it and just watch the webinar, um, if that's a possibility, you know, like Neil was talking about. Well, yeah, um, whenever you do a webinar and it's recorded, there is a link that you can send to people. Okay. Um, I'd just like to make a couple of comments. For the last month, I didn't have a phone. So for the people the media, on the media committee, uh, I got to have a new phone number and a new plan. So I'll be forwarding my information to uh, those people. And we'll try to start up again um, soon. I just need a couple numbers from uh, some of the other newer members on the media committee, and we'll be starting. And uh, uh, just a general note for Neil and Derek regarding the documentary. I spoke with a friend of mine who actually is friends with somebody who's directed a bunch of documentaries around the world. He travels around the world, and he lives in South America right now. And I'm going to talk oh, to wow. him tonight okay. to get the name. He's a professional. I mean, he's done a bunch of these. So um, that's just one option, okay. and hopefully I'll be able to get in touch with him and, uh, you know, try to get him involved with this. So that's just my comments. Best of okay, luck with that. Huh? Best of luck with that. Yeah, I'll need it. But that's this is from someone I didn't expect, uh, you know, I wasn't going to go to initially about it. But uh, he actually knows friends with somebody that does this. So I'm going to get the name and I'll talk to him tonight. Cool. So how are you doing generally? Uh, I've been scrambling. I didn't have a phone for a while. Um, I'm getting targeted. I'm trying to help this other targeted individual in California a lot and trying to work with that. And, um, yeah, it's been kind of hectic. But uh, I got a phone now, so that's a lot better. <laughs> well, media is one of the harder things. Media and legal seem to be most attacked. So you have my blessing, and I'm sure everybody else is in your work. Thank you very much. Oh, thanks, Neil. And I'll be in touch with you regarding writing um, or trying to put something together for the documentary. Okay. 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 Uh, thanks, uh, Alec. Um, okay, our topic tonight is webinars. And we do have a webinar platform, and it's called Click Meeting. And basically, um, it allows you uh, to present our message in a way that's very uh, compelling, uh, very interesting, and um, uh, I mean, you can present just about uh, in any format, uh, videos, audios, uh, pictures, uh, Word documents, uh, PDFs, you know, all the major formats are available. And uh, 
so you can put together a really compelling um, information piece that could be uh, very educational. So um, I'm uh, offering to make this uh, webinar uh, platform available to those in the community that would like to learn to use it and, uh, and so that it can get utilized because uh, now is a great time. Uh, more opportunities are, are coming for outreach. Uh, people are becoming more interested in our message and I'd like to be able to present something to them that they can uh, comprehend very easily. And visually is, is the way that most people receive information most readily. So this format is great for that. So it'll hold, it'll put up uh, multiple webcams at the same time. Um, I believe so. I have to find uh, exactly how many it will contain, but uh, I believe there there is that capability. So it's way better than any meeting, huh? Uh, it's it's better. Uh, yeah, it's better. In some ways, it is. <clears throat> Okay, uh, any other comments? I have a question, Derek. Uh, yeah, who's there? And Anne Marie, hi, in New York. Anne Marie, I hi. Just I just want to run an idea by you, and you correct me where I'm wrong, okay? <coughs> say, all right, say we made an appointment with, a, with an official. I'm going to just use um, Senator Schumer's name, okay? Say we call his office and we ask his assistant, listen, I'd like to make an appointment to go over with Mr. Schumer issues for target individuals. And we go with the group. We go, say we get, we get an appointment and we go to his office and we, we, um, when we make the appointment, we leave the 34-page booklet of um, Neil's, okay? We leave that there with the assistant and, and, she gets back to us because they're not going to give it right away. They'll probably call me back with an appointment, right? I would think. And then when we go into the office as a group and and meet with the official, whoever it may be, we then would present this webinar at at the meeting with them to discuss issues. Would that how okay. be given? Would that be not the route to go? That would be entirely possible. Um, actually, there could be a group of people um, in one part of the uh, one part of the country, and then uh, uh, this group at at uh, their office. And you can share information. Uh, you can uh, watch each other by <coughs> webcam, view each other, uh, and uh, it makes a difference if you can see a person. You know their their facial right. expressions, their gestures, and so forth. If you're trying to convey uh, a point to them, and there's a two-way communication, um, so um, you can see them, they can see you, uh, and so forth. Plus, uh, at the same time, there's communication going on uh, with the chat feature. If um, if there's information that uh, additional information that needs to be conveyed during some, while someone's speaking, 
Okay. Uh, you can also uh, run short videos, uh, YouTube videos, that could clarify your point. So there's various dimensions you can add to this, and as well as doing a PowerPoint uh, to uh, to present uh, whatever message you want to uh, convey. So um, so over the course of say a 45 minute uh, meeting, uh, there's a variety of levels that can be um, utilized. Right. So that um, I mean, even um, you can do a PowerPoint even long distance. You don't have to be there in the office. Uh, to run the PowerPoint. That can be anywhere. So that could also uh, become a component of the meeting. So um, so even someone um, far away can be an integral part of the meeting that's happening there. So, um, so yeah, that is possible. And uh, it happens all the time. Thanks, good. Derek. That sounds good. Yeah, Skizit's been working on the editing the booklet for a whole another month, and she's just getting it together to final copies now. Um, so the new and improved one is going to be even better because she got a lot can of I, input. Can I scan that booklet, Neil? Can um, I scan it and 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 send it out to, to um yeah, politicians? Um, uh, sorry for the delays. We're Crazy no, no. busy and under stress for no, what you, we're you doing. No, you sent me it. You sent me the booklet. Yeah, but, but I But I, I want to know if I could take the booklet and, and um, scan it and, and then just mail it out. Oh, I see. Um, we want to get the final copy to you. And okay. so I'm quite likely going to make it into a PDF that you can't cut and paste because some of her videos that she did, over 100 on her YouTube channel, uh, people would steal her video and then put reptilians mm. and aliens and, you know, put a different name on it and twist things around. And it was, you know, not always accurate information and it wasn't right. So she wants to ensure that the material stays cohesive and as it was written because the depth of her research is just extensive. Right. So that would be the, the easiest way is to... <clears throat> send you a PDF and you could throw that onto a CD and take it down and right. have it printed. And the final copy is going to be so good. She's just, she's wore herself down, you guys. Say a prayer uh, for her. They attack thank her you. viciously for what she's doing. Okay, you're welcome. And, you know, it's it's, it's always better if you're at the meeting itself. Um, but, you know, even those far away can contribute, you know, whatever. Okay. So, um, okay. So anyway, this this uh, this webinar platform. Uh, I would like to make sure that uh, the community makes use of it because um, it's very versatile and could uh, accommodate lots of um, lots of formats and uh, and can convey, you know, just about. Uh, a message in any type of uh, uh, format. So I think it's uh, it's something that uh, we we need to make use of. Cool. And another thing that Levi said was that he uses Spybot, Search, and Destroy. So if you don't have that, um, you might want to consider getting it. Yeah, I I used to use that um, 
I tried that years ago, the spy bot. Uh, I found that, I mean, unless you know exactly how to... Um, yeah, I uh, know. You know what I mean? It's um, There's just so much there, right. He, You know, he could help us, and it would really be a good idea to do a webinar and have him show us what he does, because uh, he's quite capable of um, giving people back their nastiness, if you know what I mean. So, well, you, you, I mean, you, we don't have to be aggressive, but we, we can protect ourselves. And he just said, I can identify somebody coming in and I can give them a warning and protect my computer. And if they're not nice after that, I can make it worth their while and send them a little <clears throat> instant karma, if you know what I mean. Really? That would, yeah, that would be good for us to all know. He can ruin their hard drive, okay? Hmm. Well, as long as he can identify who it is, and that's the, you know, that's the thing there. Yeah, I mean, because uh, we're we're finding some of the the weaponry that's used and technologies are actually being reportedly found coming from other countries. So somebody could be being paid in Pakistan to disrupt a webinar. And, you know, we wouldn't normally think of things like that, but it's it's that way. It's become a hacker's dream in today's world. Wow. Maybe Levi could address some of that at the uh, potential or um, contemplated August um, workshop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Levi is, uh, for those of you who may not be aware of this, uh, Levi is planning a, a two-day uh, conference in Las Vegas in August. And um, which sounds intriguing. I mean, he wants to have uh, uh, Dr. Hall and, and Dr. Duncan uh, plus uh, a variety of other speakers to present during the weekend, well, th during the, the two-day two event. Uh, so I think it should be pretty good. Sounds sounds interesting. Yeah, I'm sure it will be good. He knows a lot. Yeah. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, his website is cfienterprises.com. <clears throat> Charlie Frank Indigo. Enterprises.com. He has quite a bit of information and puts out pretty long newsletters once a month. Okay, we're coming up on, on about an hour or so. And I, would, I, I did want to stay on this topic for at least the first hour. Um, uh, any further comments about uh, the webinar uh, platform? Uh, by the way, the, if you if you guys would like to uh, to investigate the site for yourselves, it's called ClickMeeting.com, and uh, if you go to that website, uh, you'll see all the features and so forth. And uh, we signed up for one of their their, uh, their plans. Well, I'd like to see a, a list of a variety of topics being covered because I'm sure we could record and edit these and, and have them available at least as links on the website.
Uh, yeah, absolutely. And we kind of um, do need to develop that type of um, a library where people can become educated because there is really not, there isn't a lot of um, specific information uh, for victims that arrive at our site that are uh, very damaged. And uh, if we can address some of those issues, um, and some type of a series, that would be great. So um, I think, you know, we can do a lot of, um, if, we, if we did a series of educational topics and, uh, and post them at the website, I think that would be really special. Yeah, I mean, it's it, to, to really do a shielding section that would be accurate and usable and extensive is going to be a lot of work, and um, God would, everything I have to do. It's taken me forever to get the info pack done. Thank God Skizit's done her booklet. She's just uh, world class. But to be able to put together a shielding demo and actually show uh, if you have these kind of symptoms, it's quite likely being delivered by this method and these are the kind of materials that would you would use. And I, I don't know if I'm being railroaded out by the the Linkstack company or not, but I actually paid for my order of nine rolls uh, July 22nd of 2014, and they still haven't delivered really? my, my nine rolls. So we've been looking into some other materials uh, just to maybe just get my money back and go somewhere else and get an order put in. But uh, somebody in R&D has come up with a new material uh, that he's getting ready to test out that is actually going to deal with the magnetic component of what's being delivered to us. And what's been learned is that we're basically dealing with the electrical component by using things like Linkstat, but not the magnetic right. component. So there, there really is some up-and-coming things that have to be shared with people, and you know, of course, we're trying to be as cost-effective because we're all on a tight budget. But I'm sorry to everybody that we don't have a great shielding section done. If there was three of me, <laughs> it would be done. And, <clears throat> and also, I have a call list of about 20 people. Um, sometimes the calls that I get referred to me take two hours, and so. You know, you can see you can only do so many people a day, and I still have other things I have to do. So if you've called me and really need some help, uh, try to be short and sweet and to the point and just know that I have this many people all the time, and I have 1,100 emails. Every time I go to my email box, and they really viciously attack me if I sit there and spend 8 or 10 hours catching up on emails. So uh, just try and be to the point so that I can reduce my call time. Um, <clears throat> I've heard so many stories. I don't really need to hear much more than how can I help you, what are you going through, and then I share what I have to share. So uh, you can either call me back and leave a fresh message or uh, just know that I do have a list of people that have called. Okay, um, so 
I guess what I'd like to kind of wind up by saying is that um, we've had a couple of these webinars so far. They've been very heavily sabotaged by the perpetrators, but at the same time, I think we need to continue because I think that we have... Um, uh, it's a it's a great way to convey information, and um, I believe that uh, that as we go along, that uh, that'll be okay. Um, but anyway, I think um, these uh, these platforms are great ways of communication. So I would encourage everyone that's so inclined uh, to make use of them. So we'd like to develop a committee of individuals that can produce these uh, educational topics and post them at the website, um, as Neil was talking about earlier. And I think they'll be um, uh, great for the community, and especially for newcomers that are just arriving and they have so many questions, and we get the same ones all the time. So if we can direct people to the website and say, here, watch this video or that video, whatever, that would answer a lot of questions and save a lot, a lot of time, hours and hours on the phone. Sure would. That really would be a blessing. I get on to the other things that I could, you know, do that will help more people. And there really is an urgency in the air. Uh, I encourage all of you to educate everybody that you can possibly educate and get them to look up Jade Helm 15 because it's it's not a good thing. People have got to come together at this point. Okay, so um, thanks everybody for listening. And um, I'm going to go ahead at this time to open the uh, open the floor for general topics. And everybody, give your input on what topics you would like to see webinars done on. I know one that sticks in my mind real big is uh, implants for people to really understand the capabilities. Mm -hmm and how cell phones and Wi-Fi <coughs> cell towers and smart meters are being used. And it was pretty much confirmed in R&D the other day that uh, a person's cell phone can be used against a person who has implants without the person's smartphone, uh, the person using the smartphone even knowing it's being used. And this comes from an electrical engineer. And it doesn't have to be on. Is that right, Neil? Well, as long as the battery's in it, um, right. I don't really, I don't have the details. But you know, it, it's really once you're aware of the thing where it becomes so obvious, anybody can look around and see how many people are obsessed with their phones. Uh, it, they are putting subliminals through there. They're controlling people. Uh, they can take over quite a lot of people, really. Uh, but to find out that uh, things like near-field <coughs> communications that are used in grocery stores and Walmart and stuff like that, basically when a person with implants get put in between somebody carrying a cell phone that's on or perhaps with the battery, and I don't know for sure yet, um, 
when you're put in between two sources, that's when things can happen. And I'm not talking about just being shocked and, you know, having a pain in your body or something. I'm talking about being locked on to and then perhaps having, you know, pain for the rest of the day or for weeks because of of something that somebody's done. And we've both experienced quite a bit of uh, this type of street theater from teenagers on up to homeless people or at least homeless looking I'm curious to know what you think about um, the um, courses, basically, that come to you of different emotions that are almost debilitating. The courses what now? Of emotional, um, basically, disruptions, like um, extreme sadness or extreme fear that just comes out of nowhere and can... Yes, it's true, and the the list of frequencies that Barry Trower provided us uh, show the frequencies that are capable of doing that. I've been told that a, a satellite system actually orbits the Earth and can put off frequencies of apathy and sadness, and you might as well just throw in the towel and give up. And so, you know, to them, it's numbers on paper. Statistically, if they can get that many people to just throw in the towel and give up, then they're doing what they want. You have to realize, uh, well, a secret society, the Freemasons, just got caught, for all who don't know, um, acting as police. Mm -hmm. And four of them were arrested, and, and what they said was, we were here before you. And these people have ulterior motives. They want to steal the planet and throw us all in a ditch like Hitler did. And we've got to stop this. I was told a few years ago about the up-and-coming Holocaust because the um, my grandfather actually worked for DARPA, and I got dragged into this program from birth. Um, I did not know what was happening at first, but they... Like, you know, some people call it handlers, um, but they place multiple ones around you and they all get together and basically haze you into oblivion, as you all know. Um, But, and I have a very, you know, long and sordid story about what happened to my life, my family, and my children who were kidnapped. Um, I, uh, I happen to know a lot more about it because before my grandfather died, he apologized to me and told me that there's never any way that he could apologize. You know, there's no apology for what is going to happen to you from this point forward. And I did not understand about the communication, so I started working as a psychic because I couldn't, that was, and this was a few years ago, because I just knew everything before it was going to happen, and I was told I was, communicating with what I thought was God um, and basically started being told things that I knew were classified as top secret and, you know, and it just didn't make any sense. And for a long time, it was impossible to deal with. And then I started utilizing it like a tool. But I'm not saying that that has not bitten me a, a few times. So... 
my last couple of years has been focused on are you my help or are you trying to lead me into harm's way? Because I've seen both happen. Um, I, when I started to understand more about the technology, I stopped working as a reader because I didn't trust the source of what, where it was coming from. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a, a that's a real problem, and I've watched through the years those that called themselves channels, and of yeah. course, you know, some of them are on an ego trip, and they want to think they have a divine connection, and that they're offering up something good, but some of it I could see after years of watching them and what information we were given that they were actually being lied to and they were disempowering people with disinformation. Yeah. So so for those of us that are so intuitive, um, we're, we're suffering in our hearts. I mean, when I see an innocent family walking down the street or uh, a mother with her children riding a bicycle by, I just go, that's what I'm working for because those people don't have a clue what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, God willing, I don't think they should end up in an off-switch situation. Right. But, but the urgency is in the air. Anybody who can discern intuitive clarity is a piece of gold. Right, so. right. And I've, I have learned a whole lot about how to discern, what, you know, the feelings and then just particular voices, for lack of a better wording. Um, but... I do know that at one point, a few years ago, and this is, I mean, my whole life changed. I had four kids and a husband and a, what I thought was a home, and then the next minute, I lost everybody and I was put in isolation. And that's basically when I was activated, I guess you could say. But um, I I just, I, I started to look back over to of all of the things that were told to me and I started assessing which ones were right, which ones were wrong. Um, I mean, I, I really, my mind is, yeah, it's like my mind is blown because I'm, I lost everything. And from what I've been told there, we only have a couple more years left. So I've been told too much stuff and some of it, you know, I'm wondering about the source of, is this coming from the right place? But a lot of it is matching. And I do know that it's a military program. That I, it's military based. That I do know. Wow. Um, but I was kidnapped and taken to a place, thrown in a white van, classic white van, which I did not know what was going on at the time. This was years ago. But I was taken and I was threatened and I was actually taken to a hospital, like a mental place. And I'm like, what? What are we doing here? They were threatening me to sign an advance directive, like a living will, to sign my children away. Um, I had a lady standing there holding needles, like five of them, in her one hand. It was like the pit of hell in there. They were taking people in there. They were sedating and raping, and they were doing rituals in there because they tried to come do one on me. And for some reason, I don't know if it was adrenaline. I think I know more about why the sedation didn't work on me right then, but I won't even go into that. But... I mean, it wasn't, they weren't successful that night. But the things that they were doing in there, they actually, I mean, that's just a place to harvest people. 
to use. I mean, those places were made, and I do not believe in schizophrenia. I believe it's all what they're doing. I believe it's all technology. I don't think any of it's a natural occurrence. Right. But (laughs) I also don't believe the helm is a drill. I think that time. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're in a fight. I mean, this is a calling for people to get on which side of the fence that they're on. Okay, they either, right. either have a pure heart, and and what we call God is the representative of love, and love means to care. Mm-hmm. And I'll just I'll tell you if you go read the the testimonials from the engineer at StopAbductions.com. He says, so many people mentioned Jesus and could not be abducted. So, so we have some, we have, we have the angelic beings out there. What I'm getting to here is all of you out there with so many different walks of life and so many belief systems that you hang on to, uh, we're living in duality. So realize the the contrast that there's going to be people that are gifted in being intuitive, that it's not an evil thing. Uh, what, right. she's, what she's talking about here is having to develop the discernment over a period of time to understand who's a, a handler that's tricking her and coming in with a gentle voice that might be her guardian angel. Right. If, you th- if you think for a minute that God wouldn't give you a guardian angel, think again. Because I should be dead so many times. I've been through almost 25 years of this shit. Oh, yeah. my Oh, my goodness. If I tell you about the attempts on my life, it was, I mean, I, and they sent a person in posing as a boyfriend, and he nailed all the windows shut with 10-inch screws or 9-inch screws and said he was doing that for my protection, and then they tried to burn the house down. But let me just tell you, the local police were involved, and they shut the electricity off to the whole area. Because I guess part of the ritual is for it to be dark and it wow. disorients the victim. Yeah, it disorients the victim. And so, you know, the victims, there was just, I wasn't the only one in the house that day. My children were there too. But my oldest son had been pulled in on what's going on. Because what they do is they'll take your, your teenage children and they'll take, you know, whoever they find will actually adhere and they will convince them to come in on the ceremonies, convince them to come in on the rituals, force them to. It's like a it's like a combination of forcing them and bribing them, convincing them, scaring yeah. them. Get yeah. them in there, get them to do unspeakable acts and then hold that over their head. And then show them, look, this is how in charge we are. You know, this is we own everything. We are in charge because they're doing everything under under the cover, basically. Um, I know that the county that I was living in at that time, the whole judicial system is are them. You know, and I'm saying them in air quotes, but they they are they take they took everything over around here. You you are not going to be a principal of school. You are not going to work in the courthouse. You will not be a police officer. None of that will happen if you're not one of them. And hmm. when I tell you that they have I mean, because Texas, and it's kind of funny because Jade Helm is focusing on Texas. I saw when they were setting it up over here, I saw that was last year. That was last year when they were bringing the military, excuse me, military helicopters over and stuff like that. I do not believe that's a drill at all. 
I was told no. about what they were going to do. Yeah, I was told look, about what look, they were going to do. It's not a drill. Let me just tell you, <clears throat> there's an insignia for Jade Helm, and in okay. the middle of that insignia is something you can't really identify clearly. Well, it was pointed out to me that somebody blew it up, and it's a wooden shoe. And a wooden shoe is what they put on the people in Auschwitz. Oh, my goodness. So if you don't feel urgency, kids, feel it now. Empower yourselves. uh, I have a few things to say while I'm remembering. There's there's something in orgone technology. Open your minds. There's something in Oregon technology from Wilhelm Reich. They they destroyed him and they killed him because he, he was empowering people. And these things have been developed. Crystals are amplifiers. There's mm-hmm. something called, called a sucker punch. And it's S-U-C-C-O-R and then punch. Okay, well, somebody developed something. Uh, this, this all seems stupid, but let me just finish my thought. Um, Orgone technology turns out to be real. What this sucker punch does is it's an intention generator. So for a person with a pure heart to say, I'm simply going to send back to you and the devices that you use the energy that you're sending to me and other innocent great souls around the planet. They, they will get back that energy. This is what radionics is all about, which is a deeper uh, subject to go into and learn about and build devices that do this. Just consider that whatever power you might be given to balance the scales, consider prophecy, consider that there's something, <clears throat> something very beautiful in the creation that we are, that we have a mind and a heart and a conscience. And when you use all of those, you would never go do something evil against anybody. But the pe- the people on the dark side think that they're going to win. We're looking at prophecy, and let me clarify, in, in my deep research, believe me, I'm not trying to force beliefs on any of you. I have had an open mind coming from being a Catholic to to reading and wanting to know more, getting close to Jesus and other great souls that have come through and helped us through time, that that there's something deeper there for us to get, and, and it's to accept. If there's nothing more you can see, prophecy is a warning. It's up to us. 12% of our population has got to make the significant difference to do what we're going to do. You, you you call on these great souls for help. You keep your heart pure, and you do everything good that you can do, and you'll be empowered so that prophecy doesn't have to be fulfilled because we're watching it happening. And, and you go out there and you look at a beautiful, innocent child and a mother and a father that work hard to bring a good family, you know, raise them up and everything and do what they do. Uh, I just, I can't believe that we're supposed to all end up, you know, piles of dust in a ditch because they have the technology to do that now. So it's a time for you to to open your minds, expand your horizons, and get empowered. There's a thing called a shorty, which is very easy to make. 
that is an intention generator and it uses a crystal with with something called a Mobius coil and a few other things. You can look that up for those that are interested. Uh, it's a simple version of the sucker punch. <clears throat> like radionics, you can send an intention out and create a situation. So be careful what you think. Have a pure heart and mind when you do it. Do it, in, do it for love. Do it for caring. Do it for the future of our children and our planet. We have maniacs off the deep end, and they think that they're going to win, and they're going to put six and a half billion people in the ground. Go look yes. at the Georgia Guidestones. It's true. They, they're well, saying a population of 500 million. I, would, I hate to interject here. I don't no, mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Go ahead. And I don't want to take over the call either. I just want people to know and yeah. understand. According to what I was told when they abducted me and told me that they would be watching me forever, following every move I made, and that I will never be off their radar. That's what they were telling me. And at first, I could... Essentially, he ended up telling me they are basically Satanists, um, or they believe themselves to be so. But they essentially, what was told to me at that time is because I was I was pastoring at that time, like personal pastoring sessions, and really getting into the word, and I was you know having the word broken down to me and stuff. And then he told me, he said, "Do you know why everything's going to come true in that story?" And I said, why? He said, because we wrote it. And he said that it's not prophecy at all, that it's actually a plan that they created over 100 years ago or more. He said it's actually a plan that that was created and being carried out. He said that's how you know that the prophecy is going to happen at the time. And after that, it was so hard for me. It was so hard for me to... Um, okay. Is he of, saying that they that they wrote the Bible? Is that what you're saying? He's saying that like the Illuminati, Satanist, you know, Masons, whatever you want to call that whole entity of the bad guy, you know, um, they are the ones that. This is what he was saying. That they were the ones that wrote it. That's why every bit of it's going to come true. I already knew and this. They're making right. it happen. Is what he's saying. Right. Well, just a, minute, just a minute, so um, if if that was true, then why does calling upon the Holy Spirit rebuff evil? I know. Because prophecy <laughs> is a warning. And anybody who does deeper research will find prophecy is a warning. We mm-hmm. have the power now, if no, we no, choose. Now, wait a minute, Neil. We're not talking about prophecy. We're talking about um, um, uh, backing off evil spirits. Yeah. And see, one of the things that they are also is liars. Yeah. Just because he said that doesn't mean it's true. That's true. true. That's right. We have to contemplate out loud, so keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that when I was there, because at the time I was really, I mean, I was dug into the Holy Spirit and dug into, I mean, very passionately. I think that's why I started getting attacked more is because I was digging in. And I was starting to understand what was going on, even beginning in my household. And um, they were feeding off of me because I wasn't like them. And um, when my, you know, just kind of interjecting this in there, probably in the wrong spot, 
But I would say, you know, because I would never allow for these things to happen. And I said to my children when they came to tell me when they were young that Daddy is making us go into the dark places and he's lighting candles and he's bringing all these people in for sexual rituals. They were hitting me in the head and things when I was passed out. I would wake up with bruises and concussions and couldn't understand what happened. Um, And she said, well, it's very simple, Mommy. He gives you the sleepy drink. And when you take the sleepy drink, if we do what he says, then you come back to life. So he was sedating me and doing rituals right there in the house. That's what he did it under my nose. Saying that to say they are very creative. Yeah, you have to take what they say to you with a grain of salt. You cannot expect truth from Satanists. That that may be true, but I want you to consider this. Consider that the the daughter of a Rothschild said that she was in the fourth dimension and they were torturing her there because she was leaving their family. There's an interview on YouTube for those who haven't seen it. And she said, now here she is in the third dimension and they can torture her from the fourth dimension. So my my reasoning is, and, and it has been a passing thought, what if some of the prophecy was written because those who could time travel and be interdimensional would go back in time, fix a course of events to create an outcome that would show up in the future. And this is how they would have the upper hand on us. But as you say, you know, when when you touch with the power of divinity, which is the only reason that I'm alive, because mm-hmm. I call I call on angels and everything that works for love, I say in my prayers every day to protect us. And it doesn't mm-hmm. mean we're not suffering, um, but but I'm st- I'm still here when I shouldn't really be so many times over. And I know as as you've said too. If they're able to go back in time and go into the future and manipulate a course of events, they would be able to create a scenario that mm-hmm. that could possibly, uh, well, let's just say for those who choose to do the research and find out what Constantine's motives were with the Roman Empire, that some of the things in the Bible and some of the things that were removed from the Bible um, were altered for the ulterior motives of those who are addicted to power through force. Mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you the difference is when you connect with divine souls of love in this world that is obviously dualistic, you're making a conscious choice as to what you choose, which may be the biggest purpose for this whole life we're living. Yeah, so, so you know, when Jesus said you can do these things and more, don't take that lightly. He came to tell us there are some divine things that are in that book, and there's no question about not just the comforting of of listen of reading Psalms and and things like that, but an actual divinity that when everything seems chaotic and wrong around you, and you pick up the Bible or you just hold it in your lap. <clears throat> And you feel something, and and this is reported on StopAbductions.com, and I talked with that engineer. So it's really true. I'm asking you all out there to to open your minds to anything that is love and know that it's okay, and that you have the right, as Jesus said, you can do these things and more. 
when he walked into that temple and saw people gambling, he turned the tables over. So don't think of some divine, beautiful man that everybody loved and was gentle, because it's not all that way. He had emotion and feeling, and he knew the difference between right and wrong, and he came to be an example. Right. Like in the scripture where it says, I came to bring the sword. Don't think that I've come to bring peace. I came to bring the sword of division. Um, a little food for thought is what if, okay, let's just say they did write it. I'm not saying that I'm putting my beliefs out there, but hypothetically, let's just say they did write it. We're still different from them. And there's still a division of us and them. So, you know, maybe it was, you know, um, when when the, the higher power, when the, the ultimate creator, the divine God, when he set this plan out, maybe he was just using them for, you know, whatever they're doing now, but it was still the plan. You know, you could kick around a million different scenarios there, but even though it goes, I just know that I'm different from them. And I know that I can sense other people when they're different from them. And there's a definite division basically right down the middle, good and bad. Well, well, there is, you know, and and if you consider uh, something that I read that really stuck to me, that God said, all right, Satan, you're the fallen angel, and you're going to go off and you want to steal this reality or other realities or whatever. There's many dimensions if you do your homework. There's spiritual evolution. So what if God said, all right, Satan, you go play the bad guy. Yeah. We're going to give everybody a mind and a heart and a conscience. And if you choose to ignore that balance, that will lead you to your spiritual evolution. What what if you had 7 billion spoiled, selfish brats to raise? What if you gave them a Garden of Eden? And and what if, you know, it started out beautiful and then, you know, Cain threw a rock at Abel and hit him in the head and things happened because they had a mind and a free will and he didn't choose to use his conscience. And what if we fell from grace? And and what if it going through this process would teach us all the things that we would never do? Why why are so many good people here? Why are you targeted? Perhaps your light shines brighter, and perhaps those that are dark can see that, and they're threatened. What if you go read read source field investigations from David Wilcock? Uh, If you don't get anything else out of it, he cross-referenced math that showed that there is a natural spiritual evolution that happens on this planet every 26,920 years. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's true, perhaps they're trying to stop that from happening. Right. And, and I, I have to remind myself, you know, I look around and I see all these people. They they comb their hair. They take a shower. They brush their teeth. They love their children. They go to work, half of them at a job that they hate to keep the wheels turning. There's a lot of good souls on this planet that if they went through all this and they learned all the things about what they would never choose to do because they saw the outcome, they would get the lesson. Satan would serve the purpose, love would serve the purpose, and God would be able to say 
to not take your mind and your free will away from you, now you have the knowledge. Let's just say it's instilled into your spiritual DNA that I can give you a mind and a free will, but now you have wisdom through experience, and I'm going to give you a brand new Garden of Eden. And, and that's what I've come can to I, see. Can I just say something very quickly? Yeah, please do. Okay, I love you. You're a precious man. But when you keep quoting Jesus, I think something ought to be added here. Somebody needs to understand what he said. He didn't just say all these wonderful things about how to live. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's John 14. He also said, except through him. He also said in Revelation, I am the beginning and the end. You can start in Genesis and read all the way through the Bible. Every book of the Bible heads toward him, toward his coming at that particular time and letting us know that he loves people, that there is an end, whether it's now or not, I don't know. But I do know that he loves people enough to come sacrifice himself for us. We do have a gulf between us and God. We all do. And what what he did would bridge that gulf. That was his sole reason for coming. He did it voluntarily. The Romans didn't do it. The Pharisees didn't do it. Each one of us who commits a sin against God did it. And if you read the Bible, we have a wonderful um, time on Saturday. Karen has a call at 1 o'clock on Saturday. We're studying the Bible. We may be skipping around right now. But, I mean, I, I learned the Bible a long time ago. But right now it's falling together for me more than it ever has because right. God is saying, Lonnie, I want you close to me now. I'm going to, I want you getting closer and closer because eternity is coming closer. And I want to spend my eternity as close as I can to the God who made me, the God who loves me, the God who sacrificed yeah. for me and became a person just on my behalf, on anybody's behalf who accepts him. So anyway, I think we should say who he is and he said he's the only way. That's very important. It is important. And and just consider that I am the only way would be saying I'm a representative for you to be more Christ-like. And this is something that really bothers me. I don't want to bash any religions, but I've been through my share of them. People think that they can go out and do bad American business and then go to confession on Saturday (laughs) And they're forgiven. And that that is not teaching you anything. That's passing the buck. And I'm looking around at America, and I'm just going, you know what? If, if To put it bluntly, if the shit hits the fan and a whole bunch of people die and it becomes a replay of Auschwitz, which there's a potential for if we don't stop it, I was told. be more Christ-like. That's what I don't see much of. And believe me, I'm not an angel by any means. I have green feelings, and, and I falter too. But but not to compromise my heart and my conscience and my ability to reason the difference between right or wrong, to take the harder road. Drop your nets and follow me. Drop your six-figure income and go follow what you're really evolving to become, which is more Christ-like. There's nothing else I could share. It's to say, I am the only way, not, you know, 
come and bow down to me. Jesus is not on an ego trip. Jesus came to be an example for those that would listen and those that would follow that way. And this is a time for this calling to be as beautiful as you can possibly be, to give that extra effort to care and to love. And that's my input on that. I agree with you. Let me also add that you were talking earlier about the mechanics end of it. Yeah, You know, the Stephen, I can't remember his last name, the horror writer, he writes all sorts of weird stories. Several years ago, he wrote a book called Cell, C-E-L-L, based on what's going on with us. And throughout the story, they're on their cell phones all the time. And at a certain point in time, just as you talked about, they did something, and every one of those people who were using a cell phone went bonkers and started tearing up the neighborhood. They absolutely went out of their mind, and then the whole half of the book is bent on what they're doing. But my point is they got them through using a cell phone. It's a good story, real good story. And I'd also like to add one more thing about the young lady who was talking about her grandpa. Now, I'm old enough to be in her grandpa's age group. And let me tell you, at that point in time, our friends, the perps, somewhere, mostly I think in California, were teaching people to believe they were all psychic. They had classes where they were teaching them to believe that every that they were so psychic and they would make things come true for them. Right. Now, they may, that may still be going on. I don't know. I yeah. think probably by now. Have you, have, you, have you heard about the thing that's a military weapon called the Voice of God technology? And it's actually, they they said that it it made soldiers in the country put their weapons down because they thought Allah was talking to them. And um, But, like, I, I've seen this. It's how easy would it be to you know, impede a thought, which we call it a voice, but you know what it is. It's just a very pressing thought that's, you know, not in your own cognitive voice there. But, um, I mean, how easy would it be for them to be like, I'm God, after, you know, you've already been trained to believe in certain things like that. Now, I know that the people I used to work with, and I saw things happen that I know cannot, absolutely could not, not be from a higher power that's on the side of good because I had to protect myself from people who were speeding, basically drooling and foaming at the mouth to get to me. And I said I have a barrier protection and I literally did some instinctual things. Like I said, I'm covered in the blood, I'm covered in the blood, I'm covered in the blood. They couldn't touch me. But the minute that my social training, when they said, we're just going to come in there and get you right now, I said, well, why haven't you done it? Because I was in a corner and they were all facing me. It's like they couldn't pass over the barrier that I had placed because I was very much, you know, into deep process at the time. And I was being led by what I believed to be God speaking to me. And, um, you know, I'm not saying it wasn't, but I believed that. And... When and until I actually said something, just because of social training, I said, "Well, why don't you just come in here and get me then?" Because I started to get like com- verbally combative with them. Once I gave them permission, they were able to come pull me out. 
and this large, large man picked me up and put me over his shoulder, and I was saying, no, 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 I don't want you to do this. And I started to understand the power of saying, not agreeing. And that's what started to make me understand about the people who agree. And this is whether this is right or wrong, and I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But whether this be right or wrong, I was told in my days where I was prophesying, you know, I still am not convinced that's not what I was doing, but I'm just saying. The verbiage has changed over time, but um, I was told that basically the bad guys have been sent. They're doing a job, too, and we are not going to be able to go their way. We'll never go their way. And that there is a salvation coming that you just have to resist. And that, yeah, and and basically what I was told is the end of us having to be here or deal with this, and this is very controversial, but this is just what I was told in the times where I was getting readings and writing down prophecies and stuff, was that 2017, like 2016 is the cutoff. And that's it. And that there was going to be a Holocaust and that the Christians were getting beheaded so they could get it over with quickly and and not have to suffer. And that the ones that sold their soul to the other side, they have made a contract. And they will be tortured. They will stay here and continue to be tortured. Now, whether this is true or not, you know, hey, the I'm The same blaming. thing I get. That's what I get, too. I, <laughs> I keep telling them. I feel sad for you guys because you're going to live in the hell that you created. If you could only see this is a waste of time because you're being tricked and you have to learn your lesson. But what goes around comes around, just to put it simply. That's right. And, And they made a contract. They sold their soul. That means that they're owned by the other side. And you know what? Free will is there's a a prime example right there. You know, I started thinking, oh, how horrible it is about the beheading. But think about how much quicker that would be than being tortured. I I was shown visions of people being hung up with their skin being peeled off and then them being healed just so they can do it all over again. Like these people, the type of suffering that I was shown, it was, I've never, you know, I've only talked to people who are close in my circle. But, like, you know, I never felt the need to go put it out on, on, you know, YouTube or something because I just didn't feel, you know, pressed to do that. But I was told that that's coming and it's going to be in full effect. And every prophecy that was given to me up until this point has come true. And basically what I was told is there will not be, I think last year was the last Christmas, if I'm hearing correctly. There will not be another Christmas. And not only that, but that they're not going to hide anymore. There's no more hiding. Like, they, they don't feel the need to hide anymore. And it's just basically written in the whole plan. Whoever wrote it, fine. You know, maybe that's up for debate. But it's written in the plan that at this time that happens. And I know that I would much rather have it over with in a snap of a finger and, and not have to be burned alive or, you know, stay and listen to um, what I've been told. It's like, you know, the weather systems that are the big PAs that they put up for, you know, and they'll say, like, this is a test and 
you know, I'm sure probably everyone has that in their area. I know we have a lot here. But that those are going to be, there's going to be horrific things blasted audibly out from that night and day to culture people. Now, I hear a lot about camps, so I've had to do a lot of searching into, well, if you're in camp, but I've also been told that, that things have been inaudibly, like, it's really becoming like a dog whistle, basically, that bad, really bad, really demeaning things are being constantly presented from stuff like that, and and it's just, it's everywhere. But we have to be the soldiers. If we were not the soldiers and the strong, we would have done everything that they did and, and make the suffering stop now. It's like, you know, the the reason that the fight has been given to us is because we we feel the need to do it and we feel compelled and pressed to do it. But I do not believe that making extreme waves right now is going to help anything, my own personal belief. Or if you're not compelled to do that, it wasn't your position. Everybody has a different position in, you know, the God team, the God, soldiers of God, however you want to hold that. Well, well, that's it. I mean, that's it right there. And, and I'm telling you all to to consider your own power. Consider you can do these things and more. Consider somebody that I watched die in front of me, and I called in angels, and I said, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to exercise that Jesus said you can do these things and more. And I asked her, I said, I don't think you're done. Uh, please take another breath. And she did. She gasped for air, and she came back to life right in front of my eyes. I think that that was given to me to really prove these as more than just pretty words. That's right. To be able to say this to all of you. And so what I'm going to tell you now is your thoughts go out like a ripple of a rock in a pond. And every person on this planet that will think a loving thought will counteract the evil and consider that the evil is here to serve the purpose for the many that will make their choice by their own free will between right and wrong. Consider that many of these souls may just play the parts of the good and the bad only for the contrast. How many of us would want to be a president right now? How many of us realize his hands are tied behind his back by corporations, by evil, by satanic societies doing what they're doing? His body's been hijacked, I think. What's that? I feel that his body's been hijacked. And what I was told is there's no such thing as an election, but they are actually born, they're created and inseminated with what they're going to be later, that there's actually... This is just what I, I got a message from what I was told was you know, but that there's never been any such thing as an election actually meaning anything. But these people are groomed from the time they're born to be in these positions. So he'll have already been brainwashed from the time he was an infant. Just look in his eyes. Let, let me tell you, the, the left side of a person is female. The yeah. right side is male. I can look, uh, look, I'm an empath, I'm intuitive, I'm certainly far from 100% accurate, would never claim to be, 
I still beg and cry to be as graceful as Jesus was because I aspire to be like that. But when I look in a person's eyes, I can see a rapist. I can see a murderer. Oh, yeah. I I can see it in their eyes. And if you look in our president's eyes, you can see that he's been taken over. And this is my fear. I'm just going to tell you the implant technology and the research that Skizit has done is so extensive that I was able to put together a frequency list that's really showing how it works. But because of smart dust, we're beyond that. Because of DNA, because of the fact that we're turned into antennas, we can be controlled. And the fear that I'm having dreams about right now is our military coming in on this Jade Helm exercise and those people being taken over. Okay, and you're talking about the President of the United States, right, Neil? Yes, I am. I believe that he is um, just a a pleasant container for um, for an ultimate demon. I believe that um, that he's because it's you don't you don't when you look at him he doesn't feel threatening and he's always smiling and talking real sweet and well of course but I just don't feel like that was a decision he made. I felt like he's being used. In my personal opinion, I see that too. I see the same thing. I don't know if other people can see in a person's eyes, but I've never had hostility towards him. I I just say, you know, I don't envy his position, but when I look in his eyes, when I look at their children and I can see they're just like, God, we're pawns Mm -hmm. in a game and we're stuck between a rock and a hard place. I can feel all those things. And yeah. I'm majorly concerned. Uh, and unless yeah. it's God's will that we're all going to end up under a guillotine and be done with it quick, as you said, um, I, I don't. I don't want to see history repeat itself. I want right. to believe that love can reign over this planet and change a course of events that will happen if if we don't do what we can do, which which may be more just to sit quietly and believe in love, to exercise love as much as possible, to even send love to those that think that they're on the winning side. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that in mind. Yeah. We there for a while. Okay, there's a lull. Let me say something one more time, and I'm going to hang up because I came in late. But there's only one way to be like Jesus. That is to invite him into your heart as your Lord and your Savior. He comes in, the Holy Spirit do that. And I may, I'm not there yet, but he's working on me. And he works on each and every person who invites him, invites him to be their Lord. That's right. the only way to be like him. I have to there, say that. That's biblical. Uh, there's no question about it. I mean, invite evil. If you don't invite evil, that can't come in either. Like, you know, it it can it can try to influence you, but I believe whatever you're truly affiliated to, you have to invite. I mean, that's it right there. The proof is in the pudding from what information we did get about Jesus's life, which for those who would like to read the book Holy Blood, Holy Grail from three non-denominational researchers that went to find information and found that they were 
given a variety of information to the point that uh, information would be left for them in places all over the world <laughs> that they searched to put the truth together. And what was said by the Knights Templar is that we've been given information about Jesus and about the coming events, and that at the point that the obelisks fall, the truth will be revealed to you, and you'll realize that your DNA has been altered and that you've been lied to. I believe that we're not exactly what we started out as, but we're still on the right side. You just know this is this is something I used to tell people that I would, you know, do sessions with is let me just tell you something. You just know. You what just are the obelisks, Neil? What are the obelisks you're speaking the, of? The obelisks are those those big tower things. There's one I think near the Pentagon. It's it's the male figure. Um, yeah. if, 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 yeah. under, underneath those, they're put in power spots. There's vortexes mm-hmm. and there's power spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big, tall, and pointy. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like, like a... Power, what they were the Twin Towers with. Yeah. When are these, ob- when the two obelisks fall, is when something supposed to happen? Is that what you said? What what they said was that when the obelisks fall and this system crashes, that's when we will come forward and give the information that we've been told to withhold until that point. That's what we're doing right now. We we are. Neil, who is it that said that? It's from the book Holy Blood, Holy Grail. It's from them interviewing three guys that are non-denominational and wanted to know more about the lost information about Jesus and what we're doing here. Um, That The head of the Knights Templar said, we've been given information that we're told to withhold and will reveal. And this guy came forward to these three people doing the research to write this book uh, and said, I'm the one who's been leaving the information in various places for you and your research all over the world. I mean, I, I sat and cried at the end of this story. You guys have no idea how, how much I heard. I mean, I always sound so together, perhaps, to all of you, but but inside I'm like a little boy just crying. I was told we were being poisoned to build immunities. <laughs> I mean, I just, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I was told that all the the poisoning that's going on environmentally and everything, and like the people that they send in to do your, you know, the spiking your drink and all that, and you know, passing you out and all that good stuff that they're doing. Like I guess most people are familiar with that when it comes to targeted individuals. But I was told that the only reason why that's being allowed to happen is people will have immunities and they won't. Well, well, look, you know, I'm going to tell you, you know, after 57 years of life, it'll be 58 in July, I've seen too many repeats of books that all of a sudden jump off a shelf and call me, people that come to me, information, things that people would call synchronicities. There's no denying that something divine guides me to learn and to trust a certain pattern and have a little bit of discernment amongst confusion 
which when you see confusion is always a sign of evil. And so over time you gain discernment enough to tune in. It's it's really frustrating to be such a sensitive being, but eventually you get a clue that you're being given certain information in a certain order on purpose, and you learn to discern the difference between the handlers and the love of God coming through you, through divine angels. I definitely agree with that. I think there's two different things basically played. Um, maybe if they hack the signal occasionally, they'll get something in and you'll hear something very bizarre. I say hear, but that's just a common verbiage. I don't audibly hear anything. It comes in the form of a song. Yeah, it's a very but, gentle, gentle kind of a thing that comes to you. and Yeah. So when I feel urgency, and and I'm telling the board members, I feel urgency. We have, we have to lead this group, and we have to be as efficient as we can. And I mean, it breaks my heart hearing all of your stories and knowing how much you're suffering, and that I can't just hand you the perfect answer to your particular situations that are being put on you. But but the you know, God bless all of you for for holding your tenacity to believe in in being good and to believe in love, which is caring, because that's going to carry you through what's happening. And I think the guy's name is Preston James that uh, Deborah Tavares interviewed, and he said it's always been 12% of the population that's made the significant difference to cause change. This is a time for everybody to come forward and really realize, empower your own selves just by your own thoughts, by your own conviction, and realize that the good and the evil has been put on the world. Look around America and tell me you don't feel embarrassed. We go off to other countries. Some kid is sitting in a simulator. I saw this on Channel 9. He's sitting in a simulator and he's controlling a drone and and the controllers are like Xbox. So they've subliminally programmed our kids through these video games to be prepared to be in military situations where they're emotionally detached from blood coming out of a body or watching it twitch or anything like that. And it showed the guy controlling a drone through an Xbox-type controller sitting in some room, being completely detached. And the realization was that because of the camera capabilities, uh, he accidentally took out a woman with three children. And and I mean, they weren't killed, okay? Limbs were blown off the children. People were crying. The suffering was awful, and the kid just sat there emotionally detached. They showed this on a Channel 9 program. So, it's like Joe was talking about the other day um, on his call. He said, you know, now if somebody's down there having a seizure, people are, like, standing around taking a picture with their cell phone and all that. And I said, yeah. well, I would step in and knock them upside the head first, and then I'd go and I'd help the person. 
So what has happened to justice and humanity? It's just unbelievable that nobody would step up and help somebody that was on the street in a seizure. Just uh, sickening that human beings have come to that lowest common denominator. Uh, you know, that's what's giving me the chills. That gives me the chills because there's a reason why the culmination of who we are on this call right now is happening. There's a reason. Yeah, there's a major reason. You know what it is? 10% of this population cannot be controlled from what I've read. And I believe that we're a part of that 10% that cannot be completely controlled. And because we can't, they're they're trying to figure out why they can't control us. They can't control us because we have our connection to God. And that, that's a very general word because it bridges across many religions with a few different names and all that. But the bottom line it comes down to is the great representative of love, which means caring. And if you look around and you see all the people, I've lived in Florida for four years, and I can walk into a grocery store, and it will be one out of every 10 or 20 trips that somebody actually looks at me and smiles or talks with me. And as you all know, I'm pretty much a social butterfly. I just I love everybody from from a little beautiful child to a guy sitting on a Harley, you know, thinking he's protecting himself with leather and a big motorcycle. Because I see this scared little kid in him when he was a kid, and I just love them all. Uh, I love everybody. I love the creation of life. I, I take a bug off of my vehicle as I'm starting the engine, and I'm looking to see what's wrong with it. And I go, you're you're just a beautiful creation, and you get on my finger. You know, one time we gathered up a whole bunch of beer cans and bottles from a, a place on a beautiful hill in the Santa Cruz Mountains. And uh, as we were putting all this stuff into the panel truck we had, living uh, in our panel truck as musicians, because we wanted to be musicians so bad that we gave up our jobs and did this, and uh, as I, w I went down into San Jose in the thick of the city to get rid of all this stuff and recycle it, and there was a lizard in there, and it ran out of the back of the panel truck and under the panel truck. And I said, I want to bring you home. And I held the jar out, and I said, get in the jar, and I'll bring you back home where you belong. And the lizard looked up at me, a blue-bellied lizard, and it crawled into the jar on its own. And I brought mm -hmm. it back to its little spot where there was just this stone fireplace left from a house that had burned down up on a beautiful hillside. And it just looked up at me. It, it, it was so touching. I'm telling you, love is the biggest power here. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and those souls that are choosing to not take love, Send them as much love as you can when you're not feeling like being vengeful. And, and I have those feelings, too, believe me. Well, yeah, well we're like supposed to hate the evil. You know, we're supposed to hate the evil and the actions that are going on, but not the people. Because, you know, it's like if you can confront some of the evil with love, it neutralizes it. But I wanted to ask that lady a question. She's so brave, the one that was kidnapped in the white van. Are you still on? I'm still here, Marissa. Uh, what what state were you in when that happened, hon? Texas. Oh, my goodness. Yep. <laughs> kind of hits home, doesn't it, Nancy? 
Well, yeah. I mean, I've been through it, but it said Tarrant County Sheriff's Office, and, you know, they said I was going home, and then they shackled well, me and kept me and threw me in a... Huh? Did you, did you say Denton County? No, Tarrant. Oh, Tarrant, yeah. I'm in Collin. Huh? I'm in Collin. Oh. You're in Collin County? Yeah. And that's where it happened? Yeah. Yeah, we're neighbors. Yeah, and you know what? That don't they keep it looking so pretty from the outside? Oh, absolutely! It's unbelievable. But um, yeah, they they took me to a mental institution where I uh, went back and forth from the jail to the mental institution uh, for two years because I yes. would not consent. That's the whole thing. Yes. They wanted me to plead guilty to something I didn't do, and that's where it's like, wait a minute, Satan's the father of all lies. God's the God of truth. I do not consent to this. There's no way. So I wasn't well, going to open up that portal to allow this stuff to come through. I would love to get your contact information because I want to tell you, I'm covered in chills. The reason being, I was told, and, you know, I still have that connection, but I, you know, with, with we'll just say the voice of God, even though I know long, you know, explanation there. But um, I was told that they actually created these facilities to harvest the people that were the choice breeds and the ones that have the right bloodlines and the ones that were resisting, they actually needed, that's what constitutes mental illness. They say you think you hear voices. You think no, that, I don't you know, have any of that. As a matter of fact, when they asked me all the psychiatric questions and when it got to that one, I said, no, they haven't installed B2K in me yet. And they about hit the floor like, oh, my God, she knows too much. <laughs> yeah. Nancy went you through hell, believe me. That when I tried to go visit my children, um, they finally just ended up completely kidnapping because they were self-trafficking their children. And my kids were just trying to me. And when I tried to go help them, that's when they put their thumb over their neck. Um, but I, they threw me in jail for, I mean, stuff that didn't even make sense. They would tell me I had warrants, and then when I went back and tried to prove the warrants, there were no warrants. Um, yep, when they changed court, all my records, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, they actually falsified the case. They threw away evidence that I had of my children's molestation. They went and got the doctors. They did everything. And I mean, they're crazy in Texas. They're crazy. And, well, I tell you, you know, what, I would be dead right now if it wasn't for FFCHS, and that's all there is to it. Because I called my cousin, who I haven't spoken to in forever, and um, he said that I was listed as a missing person in the newspaper. So I was in their custody, yet they were listing me as a missing person. So wow. um, my outside contact was FFCHS, and people rallied around. And, you know, so they, and as a matter of fact, you guys went all the way from Houston to Wichita Falls. That's a long way. And they stayed overnight in the family center and everything. But that way, there were eyes that were there that saw me. So they couldn't say she was never here or she was delusional or anything like that. So if right. you ever do get kidnapped and you can get to a pay phone, um, you know, call, um, you know, one of the, memorize the number and memorize the call numbers and, you know, we can rally around. We need to, and I mean, I just keep continually getting chills because, I mean, I'm just giving you a surface of what happened to me. I, I mean, I'm not, if I were to really dig into exactly what they did to me, like being gang raped by the police. Right. And filmed, and filmed, okay? 
I can talk to you about things that happened with me, too, in Grayson County, which is just north of you. So it's bad. It's It's all of Texas. Texas is, I'm going to say this, it's all the state. It's it's all of America. But I'm going to tell you right now, the reason why Jade Helms is putting their men down first in Texas is because Texas is where they have the cult nest of the whole United States. And that's probably why Texas is the biggest state, because, you know, who's to, who's the one that's in charge of zoning off boundaries? Them. Them. Yeah. And I thought so, your governor was against it. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you. You know how... Then <laughs> she... It was, yeah. But you, you, if you talk about... Um, and I know so much. I just, I'm, I'm trying to only give you... Give people what they can handle. Yeah. But, like... You know, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. I have about 15 years worth of information here and more. And I'm I am going to be 38. I'm sorry, I'm going to be 39 this year in August. So oh, let me see. Wow. Yeah, uh, I know a lot, 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 lot. Um, I know that uh, there's something called the program. You talk to me about the program, and this is something that I've known that I need to do some type of a and even if it's just a homemade documentary, I know I need to do something about the program because I know too much about it. Um, and most people who are targeted individuals are actually in the program. And what's happening is is the hazing basically is we're already at war. Um, it's just, you know, we don't have our, our spotted uniforms on and you know, are being glamorized in front of the police. I mean, excuse me, in front of the press. But, like, I was. I, I was in the yeah, newspaper as Tarrant County's most wanted, knew nothing about it whatsoever. Um, yeah. Then when I was at the hospital, people were like, oh, I heard your story on the news. And I'm like, you're kidding me. So, see, I mean, even on a grand scale, they are doing defamation of character in such a crazy way um, yeah. and I had no knowledge of it until people tell me these things and it's just shocking and then oh. to go back and to look at the records and there's no record at all of me being there from this date to this date and then they trump up something else and then they photoshop your picture to make you look like a thug <laughs> I mean it just yes. goes on and on and on oh goodness and you know what else they do they send the people in your life like and, and this is something you have to just trust your gut on because unfortunately there is no guarantee. But they'll send people in your life to be like, hey, you want to do this or that or do this or that? And they will send people in your path to try to make you do something, you know, whatever that they can get you for. That's why you just have to look. You have to, that, that's where discernment comes in. Because, I mean, I had someone come to me and they were like, can they get your kids back? How about this? How about if I go, mm-hmm. you know? do a hit and not, you know, and go kidnap your kid and nothing happens of it. Well, God only knows I want to do that because the CPS workers that tried to defend my kids in court got fired. My attorney on record got disbarred from doing law in Collin County because she let me know what they were doing. Oh, God bless her. Oh, no wonder the attorneys kept turning on me. They were scared to death. (laughs) Did they start switching your attorneys on you? Oh, my God. You know what I kept noticing, too? When they put me in that um, that mental hospital or whatever, and look, please, if people can just wake up and understand, you're not 
mentally ill, if they put you in there, they need to get you under lock and key. Well, what's really creepy is that a worker there was talking about that he heard, and, uh, you know, he told me this, um, and he was someone I could trust, but he said, I heard they have underground tunnels and everything here at the hospital, and um, it it fits with everything we're learning, you know, about the tunnel system and about how they disappear people and how they do the rituals and all of that, and that's obviously what they had, you know, lined up for me was just to have me disappear. So, like I said, if it wasn't for FSCHS, I wouldn't be talking to you guys right now. To be honest with you, they were hoping that you would submit by the fear. Oh, I know. I know. I know. (laughs) They tried everything. And it wasn't until I sat down with the, you know, they kept switching me off because it's like, well, then we'll get another doctor and that person can make her crack. And um, so I finally sat down and I said, listen, I'm going to tell you something. There is nothing that you can do to me. And I know what you're capable of. And I said, but there is nothing that you can do to me to make me submit to taking antipsychotic medications nor to plead guilty to something I didn't do. There's nothing. That's when they finally were like, she means it. And I did because most people have a breaking point. But it's like if they kill me over this, then I'm still not going to give them what they want because it is spiritual. It wasn't that I'm strong. It was that I'm not giving up my soul. I'm not going to bear false witness and be as dirty as you guys are. Then I'm no better than you if I'm going to lie to save my own skin. That's what you guys do all the time. I'm surprised that they didn't do what they did to me. Is they actually said, now, I'm, mine may have been a couple of years before yours. Mine was like in 2008. Yeah. Um, they were still doing a little bit of different practices. Um, but they actually told me if I didn't pledge my heart to Satan, that they were like, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to have you gang raped, we're going to have your throat burned out by a male thing, we're going to, if you do not denounce God, this is what made me know that there was something with Christianity. Well, or God bless you, girl. Yeah. Because, yeah, they were saying, like, that's like, the conviction right there, and Nancy yeah. is the best example. I mean, we helped to walk her through these times, and she held strong. She held her conviction. This mm-hmm. is the difference where love is power and evil is force. And when, yeah, you, yeah. when you challenge that and you hold your ground and you say, go ahead and kill me, I go don't care because this life does not matter as much as what we really are. This is an illusion. And and basically what Nancy did was say, you know, I'm holding my power over force with conviction and you have no power over me. You can torture me. You can rape me. You can fill up all the psychiatric beds and profit off it out of your secret societies, but you you can't get to my soul. You you can't take the core of what I am and what I'm attached to. Well, and you know what? Here's something funny that I found when they took me in there, okay? And Thank you, Neil. That was nice. <laughs> you deserve oh, it. Well, no, like what I what I have found, too, is in, in those places, and I don't, I mean, I kind of know what this is about, but there were the other people that were, like, in the, the rooms where you mingle with everyone. Um, they were taking my hair. Like, they were, I guess, 
maybe somebody went in my room. I didn't know what to think about this, but I looked at, they had some type of an ashtray there and then some little thing that was hanging by the door. And they were hanging my hair over the door. And I saw it and I, you know, because I have long red hair, so I knew it was mine and there was no one else there that, you know, I guess basically could be that. I don't know if there was, but I'm, you know. Well, it quite likely was. I did research in demonology because I had a girlfriend who decided to do witchcraft, and she called herself a white witch, and so I put a recording machine on the phone, and I heard her saying to her friend, did you get the hair? Yeah, they were using hair. They were using my hair for protection, and they were also wanting to, they were wanting to, um, like, eat and drink off of your utensils, like, I don't know. That would yeah, be- it's about DNA. They're casting spells. The blood of Jesus is stronger than any of that. Just know that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world and stand your ground because you have teams of angels surrounding you, teams of them, and they right. know that, and they're scared of that. That's why they're trying to, you know, take away everything and water it down. But, okay. you know, they say that the word is a two-edged sword, and I've seen it in action. When I said... Something about that, you know, this was perjury, didn't faze her. When I said something about malpractice, didn't faze her. When I said, you understand what uh, is done in the dark is going to come to light, she changed her continent. She was scared to death. That happened to me, too. Wow. We've got to talk. My name is Nancy, and um, call Derek, and he can give you my number, because we we definitely need to talk. This is awesome that I met somebody that's in my area finally that yeah. um, we have so much in common. But they've been rougher on you because they weren't that literal about me. They did all kinds of satanic things, and I can go into that. But they never said, you have to denounce um, Jesus. Yeah. They never said that. So you've been, you've been around. Now, was that the police that did that? This was in the, in the white van. There was an older guy, and he looked like about, I would assume, about an 80-year-old Caucasian man who was really small and he had white hair. He was driving. There was an African-American lady who was in the back seat who was threatening me, and she was trying to give me the talk, basically. And um, I remember looking at her and saying, are you happy with what you're doing? Do you think this is really right? You know, are you? Exactly. It's what I said, too. Is this why you went to school? Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. And so then, you know, I talked, she was like, you don't talk to me like that. You don't talk to me at all. You just listen to what I'm saying and answer my questions. And I was like, rotten hell, no. But no. Yeah, I'm sure. You want to make your pledge? I was like, no. Whatever you, I, I, you never, this is something that I learned and I was told very divinely. It's like, you do not give permission, meaning don't say, do whatever you have to do or don't, don't speak those words to them. Just say, I'm not doing it. Actually, we found one night on one of the calls. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a long story, so I won't go into the whole thing and how miraculous it was. But the words, I do not consent. That's the key word. I do not consent. Boom. It releases so much, so much. And it stops some of the targeting, too. That's your yes. free will. That's your free will right there. I'm telling you, yes. see beyond this illusion. For okay. anybody out there 
from different denominations that challenges everything that's been said tonight since 10 o'clock. Come forward and challenge it because know that the people that are talking are in the true spirit of love and the true spirit of truth. That's right. I don't ever, ever compromise your truth. That's the thing. Don't ever, ever compromise your truth. Ever. That's the key. They want us to, they always are making us feel less than and that there's something really wrong with us and there's something wrong with them. It's a projection. They're projecting their own crap onto us. And it sometimes it gets through, but then you just have to, you know, uh, take some time out and get your power back, you know. And um, But you stand on the truth, and that's what I'm saying is that that's what I learned from all of that. God's the God of truth. Satan's the father of all lies. When you lie, even a small white lie, it puts it out into the atmosphere, and then they have a doorway to come through where they can, you know, harm you more. Because it's now true. you, you know, and all of us, no, no, nobody's perfect, but we just repent. We repent and we mean it and we try not to ever do anything again that will put us in a position that um, spiritually we're not strong. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, please call Derek and ask him for my number. Again, it's Nancy. And um, we can talk because I'm just so excited that, that you're on and that we live so close. Same thing here, too, and I just, I can feel that you've been through a lot of what I've been through, and I really felt pressed tonight to come to this, you know, conversation, and I just, I knew there's a lot more that I can share with you. It's time. You're, you're an angel, an earth angel, (laughs) and, and, and believe me, if there's nothing else that we can accomplish out of our group, which I believe is going to do a significant thing in the world in the course of events, it's for us to all come together. And that's why I'm asking anybody who's questioning or challenging, uh, we we could come across the boundaries of various religions. We could say that the 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 so-called New Age religion is being misguided by evil and i can say there's certainly a percentage of that out there let's take let's take all the labels off of everything and let's boil it down to one thing we live in a world of duality it was created on purpose for us to understand and experience the contrast and make our choice by our god-given free will And so based on that, it's for us to all come together in the realization that it doesn't matter whether you're a Muslim or a Christian or whatever you call yourself. You either represent love, which means caring, or you don't. Yeah. And that's the thing to stand on also that really freaks them out, the powers that be, is that all of us are precious children of Almighty God. And so when they're saying you're absolutely nothing and blah, 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 you stand on and even say it to the ones to their face. I know I am somebody because I know that I'm a precious child of Almighty God. They stopped immediately. They ran the other way. They cannot yep. stand it when you know who you are. That's you are all that. I'm no better than anybody else. We are all children of Almighty God. We are. We're beautiful. But they were kind of being 
basically lied to or uh, they were being led in a different direction just like we were, but just not the same way. Like, that's something that I got. There was a lot of people that I saw who were performing as Satanists who didn't feel like that they were, but I wasn't about to attack that. I, I did what I felt compelled to do. I would speak to them and say what I would say, but I'm just, there's a lot of people who are basically um, hiding out in the Satanist group and don't belong there. They're just scared. Well, they've been taken over through fear. You know, yeah. this whole thing yeah. works through fear. So when That's people, right. <clears throat> and when they compromise out of fear, then yeah. um, then the, I'll give you an example. Um, there's a lady that I knew that was a minister, and there was a girl that grew up in a Wiccan household, and she went to her, and as she prayed, on the altar there was a napkin, um, a cloth napkin, and it started, it, ro- it rose, it levitated, and then it burst out in flames while she was trying to, uh, you know, get this entity out of her. And she just reached over and put it out and kept reading the whole time, and she wasn't burned at all. And there was a time when the girl, after a while, just snapped out of it. And that glossy look that they all have in their eyes was gone, and she had a whole new personality. So we're not wrestling against flesh and blood here. We're, we're dealing with entities. So different people get these entities in them through different different things. They may have been raised where they, you know, were sexually harassed or sexually abused in rituals so much that something entered them. And love and truth can dispel that. But, you know, it's like like Neil said, it's all about free will. Yes, so you can choose, you know, which which part you want to go on, which side. Sorry, I just got a text. And your choice will ripple out to the whole world. There was a so-called meditation that I did, and somebody said that sounds like New Age religion. And it was just that, you know, we were out in a field, and we all thought we were just alone in this field. And and then all of a sudden we looked around and we saw these other people, and then everybody gathered around a pond. And I said everybody threw a white stone into the pond with love in their hearts. And and I've seen this love. I I went to a rainbow gathering a couple of times, a national one. And what I saw with 30,000 people putting together a small village within a month and, and staying for a few weeks was a synchronicity that made me sit down and cry. I couldn't stop crying. It was so beautiful. And it made me know, you know, when I question all the evil and the darkness around me, that there are so many great souls out there. And when oh, wow. About, when, when did you uh, go to uh, Rainbow Gathering, Neil? It was back in the 80s. I went to two different ones. And I'll tell you, I, I, I was in a 72 Winnebago. Um, my lady and I of 13 years, who was my lead singer, were broken up at the end of that whole scenario. Uh, she said, what happened? And I said, I don't know. Well, now I do know. This was all done on us. And so I was driven to go to this rainbow gathering. I was in my motorhome. I had a computer and a printer, and I printed out information on the designer diseases that were Gulf War syndrome, chronic fatigue syndrome, 
fibromyalgia from Garth Nicholson of Institute for Molecular Medicine who proved it to us and got us blood tests to prove to us as civilians that we were hit with a genetically altered microorganism. I oh, went, yeah. I went to what was called the trading circle at the Rainbow Gathering with papers that I typed out on this information, and I found people standing in a circle talking about some kind of a disease that they couldn't explain from a guy from Vietnam, which was justified as chemical agents. It was not. To a, to a kid in his 20s with Gulf War syndrome. And I pulled a copy of these papers out, and, and I had chills. And I said, uh, now I know why I sat and typed this up and printed out copies of it. Here, this is for you. Go get this test. This will prove it. This is how you will get rid of it. And then I watched two people that were almost back-to-back in a trading circle. And one guy said, I have a mountain bike, and I need a really good backpack. And this other guy standing almost back to back turned around and said well i have a mountain bike and i could really use a backpack it was a vice versa <laughs> thing and and then i went to what was called the the children's camp for lack of remembering what it was and they had built teeter totters they had the best kitchen which was just like a tarp over some logs and and the best food all was donated to uh, Kid Village. That's what it was called. And and I sat there and cried. There was naked children playing in the stream and splashing, people playing on the teeter-totter. Every parent that was there was watching over every child. And I sat down with my 12-string guitar in a body full of pain from this fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, mycoplasma infection. Which is actually, which is actually you being poisoned. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I sat there and I cried. It was the closest thing I've ever, ever seen to what could possibly have been a Garden of Eden. There was so much synchronicity. There was so much love. People would look at each other with their eyes sparkling after walking five miles to get into where the gathering happened. And they would just have to give each other a hug. All walks of life. And they had what was oh, called... Oh, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the importance, though, Neil, what you're pointing out here is the importance of, of FFCHS because we're kind of a microcosm in ourselves. And, you know, we try to you know, present a non-judgmental um, uh, uh, perspective. Well, perspective. Um, we want to create um, um, a space where everyone can be represented. And, you know, and there's, there's strength when we come together. We are strengthened when we're, right. when we're in each other's presence. And mm-hmm. that's and I, I believe that is a divine plan. You know, it is. It's uh, God didn't make us to be alone. You know, we're social beings, and I think that's that's part of our being. So that when we come together, when we come together, it is a, a strengthening that happens, and it's very, very natural. And it's part of our being as 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 humans, because we're 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 created to be social. And so that dynamic 
is what we bring uh, when we come together. When we have TI meetings, they're usually very, very, very um, supportive and very uh, strengthening to those that gather. And this is where I get you know, the feedback I get from meeting after meeting that it's very, very um, uh, validating that uh, the coming together, and that is very important. And um, I think, though, I think that this is very important because it, uh, it negates the programming that they instill in us, and that is basically that uh, isolation. They try to isolate you from everybody, and they try to ridicule you and down, you know, and downgrade you, and. And us coming together is runs counter to that type of programming, which is degrading and leads one, you know, down, you know, downward spiral to destruction. So um, we interrupt that cycle when people contact us. This is why this 800 line is so important. And those that have volunteered to um, and those lines are so critical to the to the group because th- this is the first line of defense that we have. We don't have very many defenses against this onslaught, but our coming together is one of them. You know, it's 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 our strengthening. So uh, I mean, there are people that are hurting and and just are are listening by the telephone and they receive strength just by hearing others' voices that understand what they're experiencing. So all of this is very important, and this is what we've built over the years. If we've done nothing else, you know, we've, we've created like a space for people. I, I know, like, who are you? We need to, <laughs> we need to, we need to contact you, <laughs> make contact with you. Yeah, I like your well, motto, you Derek. You're not alone. It got to the place where I had to delegate that responsibility. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, one person cannot uh, run an entire organization, obviously. So, um, you know, it's, so we have a group of, of volunteers that, are, um, that I trust that are doing a great job of uh, talking to people, reassuring them, and uh, I still get letters from people that are so happy that they have just found our website mm-hmm. you know and uh i still i get those all the time and i wish i could respond to every single one of them and to say we understand you know whatever but the thing is that uh it's very important this, this, that our website our, our group our organization is a beacon for all of these people that are are under siege and it's a very personal siege because they isolate people from everything that they know, mm-hmm. everything that they feel that that that, uh, that they can hold on to. They try to they try to take from them. Well, that's so, a weapon. Uh, mm-hmm. Right, your health. Well, there's no witnesses. You know, your Once safety, you're isolated, everything. they can kidnap you. Exactly. Right. They got you. That's a weapon. Yeah, it's an enemy tactic. Now, all of it is. The psychological, the physical, mental, emotional, everything. They they attack us on so many levels. Psychic levels, spiritual levels. Financial. Everything. Financial, sexual, family, the whole nine, all of it. Everything. Every, every part of a human being 
That's what they these people expect, and they they've been studying this for years, so they know you know exactly you know all the parts of humanity of what it takes to be a human being, and they attack us on all these levels. This is why I try to uh, encourage the, the kind of uh, conversation that's been here tonight when you're talking about the spiritual, when you're talking about the psychic, because that's where they are as well. It's not all just physical. It's not all about you know the laws and, and uh, going to court and things like that. It's going to solve everything. They use them as a weapon too. Yeah. Right. Right. So, but anyway, the, the important thing that I want to say is that we learn so much from each other, and our coming together is a strengthening on so many levels, and that's really an important thing that we have to offer. Yeah. Yeah. It it is. Uh, I I remember uh watching some YouTube video and seeing a bulletin board in the background and on that bulletin board was freedom and there was a phone number and I backed up the video and I freeze framed it and I said, Is this for real? Mm-hmm. It, it's something about targeted individuals. And okay. I I wrote down the phone number and I called and Derek answered. <laughs> and <laughs> the rest is history, you guys. There really is power in numbers and for well, all you know, of you, okay, you've all had to endure so much. The mm-hmm. fact that you're still here and, and that you've managed to maintain love in your hearts and have to be diplomatic. I mean, I've had to be for over 20 years. Um, you're you're the light of the world. There's no question about it. So honor yourselves. And there is power in numbers. And, you know, thank God through some divine thing that, that this group was held together yeah. for the 10 years that it has been because each one of us has gotten relief when we hear that voice that says, yeah, we're for real. Come on in and we'll do everything we can do to help you. Right. That's right. I actually contacted and was uh, I got to talk to Sean Stone. Does anyone know who that is? That's Sounds Oliver. Familiar. Sean. Oliver Stone. Yeah, it's Oliver Oliver Stone's son, and he's an activist. Oh, I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, like he and I, we had a lot of like telephone meetings and things like that. Um, we we talked about. I gave him all of my views. I told him some things that I haven't even told other people. And I knew he was doing a documentary. And since his father has, you know, basically has a name for himself, then maybe more people would be willing to look at what he's putting out. Um, But I spoke with him at length about a whole bunch of this. And at the end of the day, he was like, okay, let me digest everything you're saying and, you know, let's, let's figure this out. So, I mean, I still can contact him today, but he was doing a documentary that somehow never came out. It was stopped. Oh, no. So I've wanted to call him and ask him, you know, what happened. But I just felt pressed to leave it alone until a certain time. But... um there was a time when, like, it, even the conversations that we're having right now would have meant that we would 
not be safe in our daily lives at all. I know especially Nancy probably understands that, and I understand that, and I think everybody else does too. But at this time, you know, maybe we were some type of pioneer, but the pioneers, we have to thank them. Because there have been a lot of people who've lost their lives to get the truth out, and um, a lot of people, yeah, yes. But that's okay, because we're in this world, but we're not of this world. We're just passing through. And those people died exposing this, and they're going to be greatly rewarded. You know, picture treasures in heaven, because everything here is being stolen. (laughs) That's it. And that's true. And, you know, I, I come out with a few of my beliefs as far as when it comes to homosexuality and abortion and things like that. Won't get into a political thing about that, but I do not agree that people should be baptized, even if they went ahead and were out of fear, gave themselves to the wrong side, which thank God that I was valued enough that I wouldn't. But I'm not going to, I I have to understand everybody's got their different levels that they can handle. There's something, is, I'm not sure if any of you have ever heard about James Michael Prince or James Caswell. Have you ever heard about him? No. Oh, yeah, James Caswell, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you watch, if you watched his presentation, especially like maybe his first one, I don't know about the rest, but if you watched his presentation, he, he apparently has two different names. One is James Michael Prince and one is James Caswell. And I would go to his earlier um, interview. But when I first saw that, I was actually led to it after a day of praying. Um, you know, no matter what it, it, no matter what the result of praying is, if it's just asking for help, if it's God helping you, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is to whoever it is, you know, um, I was led to that. And when I watched it, I thought, this is what my grandfather was telling me about. Because my grandfather disclosed a bunch of military secrets to me before he passed away, but I didn't really pay attention at that time because I didn't care. I wasn't going through the hard times yet. So, I mean, I listened, but I didn't. I thought, well, this is a guy that's, you know, obviously, like, on meds, not in his right mind. This is just all the things that I told myself. But now, understanding what's going on, I look back, and that was valuable information. See, it was a seed planted, and you didn't know it at the time, but it was a a seed planted. That's right. And it it came to fruit later. Yes. That's the the synchronicities that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm telling Mm -hmm. you, this is a time for every person in this group from every denomination come forward and question anything that's being said tonight. Because what that's going to lead to is bringing us all together to hold hands. And something that I've felt that's made me stick by our group and work so hard is that I believe that our group is going to make a significant difference in the course of events. And it's going to be by our unity. It's, It's going to be by, it doesn't matter what religion you belong to, we can all reach that point where we realize that we're all working for love, and that's it. 
period. Absolutely. We care and we honor the beauty of the creations that have been given to us. That's right. We've been given different roles. I really do believe that. I feel that we've all been inherited (coughs) different places, but in that same team. And there's nothing that can break that up once it gets strong. There's nothing that can break that up. It's time, kids. What what she's saying about the urgency in 2016, mm-hmm. I'm experiencing the same thing. I mean, I, I sit in on the the board because I want to see everything that I can possibly do to strengthen the board, to support yeah. Derek and honor him for somehow yeah. surviving 10 years. I don't know how he's done it because, uh, believe me, he can tell you I'm an emotional person sometimes. I'm passionate, and I feel mm-hmm. the urgency, and I'm crying out to our board of directors saying we're the backbone of the guidance, and our okay. job is so important that we that we lead everybody in the most empowering directions. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's just, if there's nothing else we could get, it's unity. I unity. I would love, just in case something were to go wrong, to Nancy, and then just whoever else, you know, has a real actual contact, if it's okay, if it's permitted, I'd love to give out um, an email address to um, one of my email addresses that if anybody were to, to do something wrong to, it would be okay. <laughs> Um, but I'd love to give that out just for contact purposes because. Well, feel I mean, free. I've given mine out a million times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Derek. Okay, uh, Roger. Uh, one sec. Let her give her email address, and then uh, you can speak. Okay. Alrighty. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, that is going to be um, S like Sam. E like Tom, A, R like Robert, L, Y, T, E, and then D like dog, I, V, I, N like Nancy, I, T, Y, at yahoo.com. No, I'm sorry. I couldn't follow that. Can you just say it? Yeah, it's, it's. And divinity, uh, excuse me, Starlight is spelled different, but it's Starlight Divinity 1111 at yahoo.com. Starlight. Like L Y T E. L Y G T? Oh, L Y T is in Tom, E is in Edward. So it's S T A R L Y T E. 1111 at yahoo.com. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, okay uh, Roger, you have a comment? <clears throat> yes, um, the topic y'all talking about tonight, I have a um, website with YouTube links to just about all the topics y'all was talking about, all about Christ and all about the different stuff that's going on with people being targeted. Um, they got enough information on it to Google and try to shut my site down. 
it's a lot of stuff going on trying to shut it down. But it might be interesting for people to take a look at it. The site is deltamotive.com, D-E-L-T-A-M-O-T-I-V-E.com. And click on Wake Up America. And what y'all talking about, they got probably 50 or more YouTube video references about Jesus Christ. You can also click on Christian Video. They got a whole page full of probably 100 video links to YouTube about um, the different books in the Bible, about the Jesus Christ, the name of it, and a history of Jesus Christ. This is a whole lot of links. I went through a lot of trouble to create it to help people out. So, and it's, it's deltamotive.com. Yeah, D E L T. That last letter was B's and Victor, but not um. Also, another thing do not use Google or search engine to find it because they've been blocking people from getting to my site. Use a Use a web browser such as Firefox or Internet Explorer. I agree. Yeah. I don't go, Daddy. I had a problem with my, I couldn't find my website, couldn't find it. I clicked on Heritage Foundation. I think it would, would go to my website. I called GoDaddy. They said Google was blocking my website. I didn't say that. GoDaddy, my web host at the time, said that. Google was blocking my website. So pay attention, kids. Google is part of the evil network. Don't use it. I got a link. I got a link at the page. If you look through it, good about President Kennedy's assassination and all the people related to the Illuminati. It got Google on the video. I don't. I didn't put the video up, but I put the link to the video. I got um. It's a lot of sites you see that go to the dot com. I got a dot org, dot net, dot us. Ain't it got a dot cn a dot eu, and I'm gonna get a dot Africa when it come available. So I got some people ticked off. I'm getting negative hits trying to shut my site down from at least ten different countries all over the world. Ten, at least ten countries. Could so I ask what state, what state are you in? Just go to the site, click on Wake Up America at the tip top of it, and you because, uh, come down I'm, on the home page. You click on Christian Video. And just about every subject y'all talked about tonight, I didn't hear all of it. It got a link on the, about it. <laughs> click well, click on what, Roger? Sorry. What not? Click on Please. what not? Wake Up America and Christian Videos. Wake Up America. Okay, thank you. The Christian Video is down the center, a little bit further down the home page. Wow, it says uh, Rothschild World Cartel. You're naming names. No wonder they're trying to take it down. You are brave. Thanks for your bravery. Yeah, I'm, being, I'm a targeted individual, but and I work, I work with them. I'm gonna tell you, tell you, I work with the federal government. I ain't gonna say what part. No, I wouldn't. I have people targeting me on my job. It's, I've been praying over. It's better now, but it's still going on. I got aircraft flying over my house in the woods every night trying to mess with me. Right. God bless you for being you. Yeah. Thank you for being so brave. Go ahead. And it's 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 people that can't get to my site. They're messing with my hits. It went up to twenty thousand for a while, then it went down to five thousand. I started working on it. Went up to ten thousand. My site get a lot of hits, and it got some people ticked off. I don't know who, but I got stuff about the Rothschild, about the Masonic people. And about the Federal Reserve Bank, the United States don't own the Federal Reserve Bank. You go to that um, Wake Up America, 
and click on Federal Reserve Bank. It's about the middle way to page down the middle. It explains that the United States don't own the Federal Reserve Bank. It's owned by the right. private connected That's to the right. Washington. That's right. Yep. I got mm-hmm. stuff about the... Um, Every day I say I'm staying on this earth until the Rothschilds go down. <laughs> I, I hope so, but I got I'm a, um I got stuff going on with my mom that's in the COVID less eighty so and uh, somebody talking about You're kinda of cutting out a little bit. You're breaking up, move around. Just move around. I can you, can you hear me back now? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. He's actually from India, and he was. I would love to connect him with. Like, I would Can you love hear me better? Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I'm um. I'm been dealing with this web page for a long time. You know, I named it after I'm an ex automobile mechanic, and so I named it after Oldsmobile Delta. They they don't make the car no more. I don't think. But no, honestly, they don't. I don't um. Got um, a lot of people upset. I can't prove it. But Google done tried two times to mess with me. Yeah, don't use Google Chrome. For anybody who doesn't know, do not use it. Use a web browser. I couldn't even find my website. I just looked and looked and looked, couldn't even find it. I typed in my website, couldn't find it with Google. Well, their search engines will give you fake pages and cheat you out of what you may may find in other places. What I got on my website, I should be getting 50,000 hit, and I got a big um, web page in the camera, um, 101 domain. And another thing, with that uh, webcast that y'all were talking about earlier, if you set up a subdomain, I'm not an expert, but I know a little bit about web. If you set up a subdomain, it'll make it a little more secure. Whatever you're doing for the website, if you set up a subdomain. And also, the, the comment I can mail um, Derek the address that works around the world. That's a very secure company. It works. It is in probably I don't know five, maybe ten or twenty different countries. It's real good secure. I pay them twenty dollars a month. I got a low end. They got something as high as two and three hundred dollars a month. And that twenty dollar month tell me that I'm getting negative hit. They're trying to suck my my bandwidth out from China, uh, Ukraine, United States. And several other countries, Germany. So I know it's, but no nobody look at it. Somehow not they block. We will. I went right to it, and I'm very, very impressed. And I would love if you'd come come on if you have time. I know you work, but when you're not working, we have uh, calls every night. And um, if you would come and talk to us, you are a wealth of information, and we're glad to have you. Yeah, I was thinking. If we like, if Derek would like, I can put links. I'm pretty decent with links. I'm not good with databases and uh, and uh, web webinar. I studied it, but I don't I don't have no experience with it. But I do know putting links up to whatever y'all doing with the web with the web um webinar. I can do that. I can make another page. I'm in charge of the whole thing. I edited it and uh, designed the whole website. But I've been working on it probably yeah. since. The early 2000, I just been experimenting with it. You know, <clears throat> the money I spend just out of my pocket is my hobby. It's, you know, so, but um, I got I'm targeted, but I don't know if they're targeting me with um any kind of mind thing or not. I'm not sure. I know I got ringing noise in my ears at times. <laughs> 
that may or may not don't know. Yeah, that's but, for no neural monitoring. You're you're definitely being subliminally challenged. I know that I got a um a, a post in one of my uh, my sinus tooth on my left side. That's where it's coming from. I think I'm not sure that it ain't something that's um got a um transistor or something. Yeah, it's but, an implant. That what you're describing is an implant, and that's a typical place. That's my sinus. Whenever I catch a cold, that's the tooth that will ache. It's right under my sign, my left side. But anyway, I just want y'all to um, look at the website, and I got a um, a pretty good service. So it should take a bunch of hits at one time. I mean, it's pretty good. I got the best. That, um, I switched from GoDaddy to One on One Domain. And another thing, you check out um, Cloudflare for the security. I guarantee you, they'll help you. I'm, I got the twenty dollar pan. They got like a hundred dollar pan, a two hundred dollar pan, three hundred pan. I just can't afford it. They can tell you what URL, who's hacking into what, all that kind of stuff. I got the cheap. What was plan. the name of that? Cloud Flare. C L O U D F L A R E. Cloudflare.com. They got okay. served in Africa, Asia, United States. So somebody in Africa looking at it, they'll use the Africa server. And I also that what what country is trying to suck my bandwidth or trying to hack into it? Uh, it was getting like two hundred some negative hits a month, sometimes three or four hundred negative hits. Yeah, you. they're just manipulating it. They're manipulating it because you know you are a truth soldier, and so of course they're going to try to discredit you. But thank you for doing what you're doing. Don't let them uh, intimidate you. It doesn't sound like you are. And uh, like I said, welcome to our group. Please come more often. Yeah, they have been knowing me. They have been knowing me for several years. I just sometimes be so busy. I call him. He be busy. He get back to me. But it's just something I'm going to help with a link to anything. I can design any kind of page. I'm just not good with webinar or nothing like that. I done had a whole bunch of web class. I just been a long time. I done forgot how to do that. I knew how to do all that web stuff. I had classes on it, but I'm not experienced with it. And I don't have time to get down to it database so I have to go back to the book and study how to do it what I forgot but um yeah you might get together with Derek because our uh, FFCHS website is really outdated it needs to be updated and everything so maybe you can help him with that yeah mine my my left website is low end but it got high end content on it it may not be as pretty or as good a design but um simple html stuff it's real simple files with tables, you know. I'm not it's not real fancy. I don't have no database. I could put one on it but I have a I'm doing a full time job. So I don't have time sure. to work as much as I want to, but I want people to know about it and get to it. And gotcha. you might find out you can't get to it, but go try it again. But this cloud flap is part of my security. And it's like when you be working that one for them. And I guarantee y'all webinar, if y'all got cloud flap if y'all got the expensive plan, I guarantee you will help. It might eliminate what's going on. Good. And people clarify a perks. <laughs> that's the only thing. Well, that's the it. Perks, this it's everybody clarify a perks. Other than that, they're not perks and won't undermine what you're doing. I ain't going to tell you how they set up, but they are real good. They are real good. They got this. Okay. Like, so here sometimes I have to type in the code to get to my website. 
And this is why we have to work as a team, because everybody has something to bring to the table, and none of us have time to know everything. Yeah, you can email me at info at deltamoli.com, motus.com. Or you can go on the home page and click on Contact Us, and it's a FOSI email form. It's supposed to be most secure, but everything can be hacked. Anything can be hacked, but it's more secure than just doing it regular. I got a, a form, a, a email form on my site to click on Contact Us on the left side of the home page, and you go to a Foxy form that encrypts the information, and you send it to me, and it's more encrypted. But people still hack into it, you know, but it's... Well, I, I, and, uh, there's one thing I ran across people could check out because I don't have time to check everything out. Uh, but it's called unseen.is, and it oh, may be it may be a safe emailing kind of a situation. It's not uh, from America. Oh, it's another email. I can't let me think a minute. Um, take your time. In Canada. Um, take your time, I, Roger. Think of it. Um, you will. Just move around and take your time. It's, um, They're trying to block it. That's what R&M is. It's, I'm not with it. It's, just, it's um... Oh. Huh. It's, um... It'll come to you. Just relax. Oh, hushmail.com. Go to hushmail. H-U-S-H. Hushmail. Not good enough. Not good enough. Skizit, uh, from Skizit Gesture on YouTube. With over a hundred videos and skizit dot biz with four hundred thousand hits on it is my partner and uh-huh. uh hushmail is not as safe as we'd hope it would be. Oh, you try hushmail. I got it too, but I got a A list name, you know. And this this decent because you got to use a, a phrase instead of a password. You know, you got to use Right, right, yeah. She's used the passphrases too. We, we know. I mean, it's become a hacker's dream. And all these young kids that grew up in the computer age are, are just brilliant at doing the hacking stuff. Right. Oh, another one is um, is some start page. It's a foreign, but it uses Google. It's a foreign search engine. The same thing at iQuick or I-X-Q-U-I-C-K. It's um, Holland, I think, is where the country is from. I believe it's Holland. It's, Could you um, repeat that, please? S T A R T P A G E dot com start page, but that's not the, the that's one name. They got two different names, but it's another. It's kind of like a foreign name. It's I X Q U I C K dot com or I X Q I Q U I C K dot com. I'm not sure which way you spell it, but that's another name for the same thing. And they encrypt and they don't um, do no cookies. I don't um, do none. Pick up none of your information. That they got that on their site. They don't. They don't. You know, steal none of your information, like Google or other search engines do. They don't steal so, none of it. What do you think is the most important thing for TIs to know? Because you're like kind of on the inside. So what is? I, I mean, I don't want you to tell us anything that'll get you in trouble. But um, said, of your web page, what's the most important thing to know? That the root of all this stuff is the devil. That's right. The root I agree. of all, I'm at the lowest level you can get. Uh, the root of it is the devil. 
The devil. That's it. That's the root of it. If you look at my site, you see where I'm coming from. If you look at Wake Up America and Christian videos, it got stuff about witchcraft on there. It got stuff about the uh, Illuminati. It got stuff about the Masons on there. I know it got some people ticked off, but they've been messing with me. Do you know and, what the, the title <laughs> of Skizit's 35-page booklet is Wake Up America? And oh, okay. it, it says, what is a targeted individual? I'm just kind of laughing because she works so hard. Um, for just, just for everybody who wasn't here before on other calls, if you want a copy of that booklet, just send an email to electricrose22 at yahoo.com <clears throat> and just put booklet in the subject line so that I can pick those out and forward them to her, and she will send you a hard copy. And and just know that she suffered so dearly to to do this booklet, and she's edited it and improved it. Um, Send your your email, and you'll get a hard copy of a 35-page booklet with everything about what it is to be a targeted individual and, and now further information into the Jade Helm. 15 problem. Uh, also, you need to look. I got some link on about the Agenda 21 and about all the earthquake and how the harp is involved with a lot of the earthquake, the one in Haiti, according oh, to yeah. the victim. You know, and then the one in um, in Japan was harp with according to the YouTube videos. I got probably several hundred videos on the site, several hundred. You can also yeah. find employment on my site from the home page. you find employment. Anywhere around the world, I got links to the country and the language that the country's in. Oh wow! Well, you're you know, a god. You're a god-driven soul. <laughs> just go to deltamotor.com, click on employment. You see one. It says find jobs in 50 states. You see another link to find jobs in countries. I forget who I always say find jobs in countries. That got like Japan, China, United States, and all that through um. Through um trying to think of the name of the job the um job company name, but anyway you can um they got that and then on that link they got um anybody in China can um find a job in China in Chinese. It's a big employment company, big um job search engine. So you can uh, you got a lot of it's a lot of stuff on there. It's a lot of from employment to automobiles to um, Wake Up America, to religious videos. And I got stuff about health, too, and about vaccines, you know, that really don't look like it's good for nobody. You can click on help on the home page, and it'll show stuff about vaccines. Uh has a doctor saying about the Illuminati and, the, and how she thinks that, um, you know, the, um, a lot of that is coming from they're trying to, um, you know, depopulate the world. Uh, have you done anything on the linear accelerator? If I find a link about it, I venture because I only got kind of time at night and when I'm off on Sunday because I work six days a week. And I see well, my mama seven days a week at a convalescent place, so I don't have a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, but, it's amazing what you've done. Um, just for those who don't know, uh, it was reported that when they started up the linear accelerator called CERN, C-E-R-N, an underground particle accelerator, 
at the same time when they increased the magnetic force of that to break through the veil of different dimensions is what their goal is to get the God particle, which is what the Bilderberger group says. We have the God particle so we can throw six and a half billion people in a ditch and then we can make the world new and steal the Garden of Eden from God. At the same time they started that up is when the Nepal earthquake happened. Wow. Oh, who was talking about that? Someone was saying something about that the other day. Oh, maybe that was Neil, I guess. Wow. Mm. That's the, the scientific community has become alarmed that they could destroy the earth. They could blow it to bits. Uh, Tesla knew of technology that was capable of doing this, and he actually took a sledgehammer to the machine that he created because he realized using scalar technology that he would tap into the core of the earth and would blow it to bits. And he had to smash the machine with a sledgehammer to stop it. The scientific community is alarmed and afraid for the whole human race over what they're doing. I have a link to Tesla on the um, DaleTomoto.org page. If you go to the home page, click on .org, you can see a link there about Tesla. A link to a YouTube video about Tesla, about um, a couple more about the um, different negative stuff connected with the Bible, about the fallen angels, a whole bunch of stuff. About yeah. women fights and about it's a, it's a stuff. It, it's, yeah. it's all it's all interrelated, and I'm just going to tell you, you know, the way things, uh, what you would call synchronicity. That I I sat down in my garage one Sunday morning when everybody goes to church, which is my most spiritual time, and I said, I feel so cheated out of my spiritual side of myself when I used to just go sit quiet to listen to angels, if you go to Amazon and you look up Angela McGurr, M-C-G-E-R-R, she was guided, driven to study angels, and she ended up finding out a lot about a lot of angels. And uh, I bought her book, Harmony of Angels, and I've learned a lot that led me into the deeper depths of what angels do. Um, I just lost my train of thought, believe it or not. I usually don't. Yeah. It's about synchronicity. Does that help? Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, Mm -hmm. I was sitting in my garage and I said, I want my spiritual side back. I'm so much in this R&D analytical, trying to find ways to protect all of us. And all of a sudden it popped into my head about this book. And it was a book that somebody had, uh, an old guy on my neighborhood came by and saw my old Chevy Nova. And he said, I just wanted to meet you and find out who you are and all that. I used to build carburetors for uh, people that raced in the 60s and and all the people that used my carburetors won. And so he saw that I had two Holly carburetors sitting in my garage 
And he said, I really want those. What do you want for them? And I said, one that works, one that's rebuilt. And so this 80-year-old man, a year later, came by and he said, I'm sorry, it took me so long to bring you one good working carburetor for the two that you gave me. And he handed me a book called Archangels of Dreamland, A-R-C-H-A-N-G-E-L-S uh, of Dreamland, which is Area 51. And so he gave me that book, and it was a year ago. And he said, I'm sorry it took a year for me to get this information to you and to get your carburetor to you, but here it is. You need to read this book. And it sat he on might be show. an angel himself, you know that? Well, he, he was, indirectly, and this is what's happened too many times in my life. What came to me that Sunday morning sitting in my garage is you need to read this book. And that book explained to me what we're all going through. And it turns out that the author lives in the next town from where I am. And I'm feeling very called to connect with him and tell him about us and what's going on. Uh, the book explains about the supercomputer that was found in 1947 when the Roswell crash happened. And it explains about the archangels that were born unto the earth in these times to do the particular things that they did. And what the, the author said, I had a series of dreams. I didn't want the dreams. They just happened to me. And I couldn't put the book down. It's like 388 pages. I read it in, th in three days. So for anybody who's called, go on Amazon. It's like $6 for a copy of uh, the book. It'll touch you, and it'll explain to you how uh, a loving kind of a, an alien on a spacecraft passed on energy to a lady that ended up having immaculate conception uh, and how the supercomputer that was taken from on board that ship was back engineered at Area 51 to create what we call the artificial intelligence that's mm -hmm. trying to turn the human race against itself now. And that is what it's doing. It's trying to turn the human race against itself. One one comment I want to relate. I get somebody going to disagree with my my thoughts on this. I know plenty of people might. There are no aliens, from what I learned on the. There are no aliens. There are demons trying to disguise as aliens. Look at some of my video, it'll, it'll, you'll understand it. Ain't nothing but the demonic forces of the devil calling right. out or whatever that's deciding itself to pay, with, pay tricks with people fine. There's no alien exists. I thought until I looked at my videos. Every video I had on my website, I don't looked at least part of it. Most of them I don't looked at all of them. Gained a lot from the videos. That this, except. The government create that to scare you and play mind games with everybody. And that's what was shown. And Hitler had uh, flying saucers. Yeah, but Hitler he, was 
demon possessed. I got a video when I thought Hitler was demon possessed. And apparently some of the the, the flying saucers that are around are actually NSA, National Security Agency. So, so it becomes, you know, what terminology do we use? Do we justify it as aliens? Do we justify it as demons? Do we, do we, do we take a look at the consideration of time travel and interdimensionality? That there are actually other dimensions. I mean, do you think God's really going to leave us here? in the third dimension, or do you feel something that propels you to become more than you were? Do you feel a desire to become grace? Do you feel a desire to become Christ-like? Do you really take a look at the deeper depths of what you know about Jesus and other great souls that have come to this world, like Gandhi? Do you know how many times I ask myself, how do I, in a, in a nonviolent way, recreate what Gandhi did? Do you know how much I cry to God to say, show me how I would do what Gandhi did in a nonviolent way? Because the male side of me, when some jerk points a cell phone at my sweetheart, makes me want to stick a sword right through their heart. Is there a loving way? Well, is it possible that you wouldn't get mad if I were to interject something? Go ahead. I had, because I know you got a little bit hostile earlier, I had um, a client that came to me years ago and who I did readings for, and he was an avid Buddhist, and he said, I have all that I have done in my lifetime since I became of age. He was like, I've taken care of my family. I've loved my parents. I got married. I took care of my kids. He was like, so you mean to say that um, because I've done all of those things that I'm not going to be saved? And I was like, I need to get back to you on that. Like, I, I had to not answer him and go and try to basically do meditations and, and you know, whatever prayer and just asking and just try to figure out like what okay that doesn't make sense to me either and then that part of the first part of when I came to an awakening um, I do know that I was given a very clear very specific message from someone who worked at DARPA um, that the gray aliens are actually the embryos that are being harvested at approximately 11, possibly 13 weeks, because it's actually a um, Masonic um, ritual. And essentially that um, the gray aliens are fetuses that were grown in non-natural environments. They were grown here. They're part of the breeding projects. There's a whole thing that is explained to me as the breeding project. And that essentially they don't want to be what they are, but they've all essentially formed different rates. And what they are is a DARPA experiment. They're scientific experiments. 
and their embryos. That's why they look like overgrown embryos and that they were actually used as slaves. So a lot of people who have what they call gray aliens come into their room at night, sweetie, that's not from another planet. That is from the nasty scientist people here in this world who are trying to do a little bit of everything, like the mouse with the ear on its back. They mean well, but sometimes we don't, and there's a lot of stuff going on. There's just a lot going on. So from what I've been told is, since they were just basically vessels that were autonomous, which if you go look at the Jade Helm stuff, you'll see that there is an Army officer that's talking about robots being dressed as civilians and <clears throat> as military personnel. Um, not saying that you can just believe everything that you see, but he is an official gear speaking, like the, like the Army public information officer. Um, oh, yeah. I've already known for a long time. Yeah, they've got... They've got robots that already roll out. They, they don't need people anymore for no. those type of jobs because those type of jobs have emotions carried behind them. And the so, grays don't. Yeah. Yeah. The grays, so, they, the grays from a, a report from a guy from Area 51 who was on Coast to Coast, Yes. that they have no emotion, and to them, killing a human is the equivalent of popping a, popping a balloon. That's exactly what I was told. I was explained everything about the gray aliens. I'm talking about from someone who knows, okay? I was told everything. Part of why I got in so much trouble when I started to come out of my own but what I was told is they are breeding projects. They are harvested. Uh, you know, they didn't form. They stayed looking like an embryo, but they just got bigger. And so they use them as slaves. They're robots. They use them just like a person digging a ditch would use a shovel. That's right. That's why these people are like, oh, you know, uh, aliens from outer space and grays came in my room. No, sweetheart. That's not, yeah, nope. That right. Well, yeah, we don't have to put an alien label on it like it's an ET phone home at yeah. all. We're dealing with a lot of technology and the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and the Bushes and the Clintons. And I got to rem- I got to just mention all these rotten bastards so that they end up in this recording and that they know with my total conviction When you people are stopped, when the cryogenics of your sperm and eggs are destroyed, then God's people will prevail on this earth and in many other places because they have made it so that the human race has become obsolete. What you're saying is what I get, too. That's what I'm told all the time. Like, they don't need us anymore. We are... That's why they come up with, like, military slogans like useless eaters and, you know. They made us sick on purpose, some of us. I had Lyme disease, and I became a whistleblower against designer diseases. And I said, you you have the audacity to do this? You're going to make me sick and then call me a useless eater? Go ahead. Here's what I was told. I was told there's actually no such thing as cancer, that you're sick by the treatment. Here's what I was told. 
if you if they show through blood tests that you have an ex- I was told this by like people who are medical doctors. I wasn't just told this divinely that if you have an acceleration of cells, it's going to show that you're going to have a supreme blood type. They will tell you you have cancer and kill you with the treatment. They will go radiate you to death. That is what is happening. Also, what I was told is the whole mothers with the whole pink band and all that, and I'm sure that I can have so many people who are so into being brainwashed that this would bother them and they would fight me. But they made they made a killing on that. Like they they made a whole movement on I love boobies and all that stuff, and it was a joke to them because what they were doing is they were radiating people to death. There was no such thing as cancer. There never has been such thing as cancer. This was told to me for years. That you're is right. Not you're, you're right. I mean, Royal Raymond Rice in the late 30s, early 40s, came up with the so-called cure for cancer using frequencies to kill so-called pathogens. My and God, that's such a lie. They railroaded him, and they ruined his company twice until he became an alcoholic. He was a he was a great soul. Uh, his technology, using Rife technology, saved my life from Lyme disease when they attacked me in September of 1990. All these diseases and all these things, even fibromyalgia, it's all just a cover, like none of these things actually exist from what I'm told. And you know what? When I start looking at the circumstantial evidence, I'm like, I believe that. So they tell you you have cancer and they radiate you, right? Okay, let's go to another autoimmune disease like AIDS. They tell you you have AIDS. Who, what community did they target? Did you see a target? Hmm. Did you see a dynamic of a target that that whole, hmm, okay, yeah, all right. Okay, so fine and dandy. What I see is that is a weakening, that's a weakening of a group of people that would stick together. Well, there you go. Yes, that's exactly what I see. I see whatever is excelling, they are going to try to shut it down. So, I mean, I mean, what you're saying is so perfect because this is the symbology. When you consider what a ritual is, if you yeah. light a, if you sit down and you light a white candle, yeah. and you say, "I believe that this white candle will bring angels around me, will bring love, will bring God, will bring divine grace," then based on what you are associating that ritual with. Yeah will create good things. And the dark ones are doing their rituals. It's all symbolic. It's an illusion. And what she's saying is see through the illusion. Absolutely. If you look at this, if you look at in war games and tactics, and I've, I've you know been raised in a military family and seen military stuff that wouldn't adhere to it. What I saw is when you're in a war, and you want to conquer your enemy, you're going to go for the head and the neck. Okay? You're going to go for the head and the neck first to try to bring down the whole body. You're not worried about the people who are not going to uh, uprise against you. 
So what I see is whatever I see being targeted the most, I look at that as a form of pulling. You look at that as a form of what? The strongest point. I look at whatever is targeted the hardest, I look at that as the strongest point. That's just what I know as tactical procedure. If there, like, I'm going to give you a, a, a random example. If it's an African-American man, Okay, so apparently, if you're attacking them that hard, they must be the strongest ones. Okay, so let's, let's continue. Then you attack women, must be strong. Then you attack this. Then you attack that. Then you attack certain religious, uh, excuse me, religious groups and stuff like that. They must be the strongest ones. Because what I have seen is in war games, you attack the strongest ones. Now, once you've reached a certain point, like this is, I have had very close friends that are, I don't know the exact level for it, but that were like um, gay women and they were brought to me from um, just, it was was meant to be, okay? And I was like, what, you've got, you know, a unity here that other people don't have. And they're like, yeah, we have to stick together because we're being attacked. And I'm like, okay. Although I'm not gay, I appreciated that. I was like, really? Okay, okay, let's talk. Let's talk. What, what, what's going on here? And I'm telling you right now, I mean, the whole unity of the group sticks together like nothing I've ever seen. And it's because they're being attacked in unison. So maybe... I don't want to be attacked to make people stick together. But what I will say is this. I, there are certain things that have been brainwashed into us that I don't agree with. Now, I will tell you this right now. Personally, I am heterosexual. But I support gay like marriages and I support gay interreactions. Not the fake ones, the real ones. Yeah, the real ones are the boys that wave like a girl. And you look look at them and it's okay. It's like, you know what? You're just an example of of the out of the normal, but there's something still beautiful about you. And it's okay. But not the ones that are fake, that are doing it like, oh, I put on a pair of shoes and I walk down the street. Like, no, no, I don't agree with that. But I have been led into certain circles where I understand. And I was like, man, I get it. And then I started seeing the attacks coming on certain other things. And I'm like, so you're not Christian if, you know, you don't go by the bus. Like, I just, I look, I may be, you know, strapped to a guillotine for believing the way that I believe, but I just don't believe that. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, I'm really curious to hear what did your dad tell you that you can share with us, uh, you know, when you weren't believing him and all that? <clears throat> what yeah. kind of information was he giving you that you can share? It's amazing that you say that. Thank you, by the way, for saying that. Sure. Um, he said that there was a lot of genetic experiments going on and people were being genetically tweaked. 
And oh, they, yeah. it's not their fault. Can, can I say they tried to grow breasts on my body, and I started crying, and they started trying to make me jiggle my butt like a girl? And I was like, you know, excuse me, but I like girls. I was made to smell feminine hormones and desire the beauty of femininity, and I don't know what the hell is going on, but I like girls. Let me tell you, no, I know all about that. There was a whole breeding project from the military designed to be number one, okay, hermaphrodite, number two, completely um, one gender flop from the other, okay? Like uh, 360, whatever you want to call it. What? How would yeah. I wear that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then there was another one that was like, oh, slight behavior. Then there was another experiment that was, I know about all these experiments. No. Can you imagine? Okay, so all of us have gone through what we've gone through. Can you imagine what their hermaphrodite people in that experiment, what their backlash and their aftermath and what they've had to deal with is? That makes me sick because they're, they have so much genetic confusion and, and problem inside. Like, they don't know what to do with it. And there's nobody there to comfort them. There's nobody there to validate anything, anything for them. It makes me sick. My grandfather told me all of this before he died. See, and, and we, we have to accept that God mm-hmm. gives us perspective. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, if there's nothing else I could disclose to the 150 people on this call, it's o- open your mind, please open your mind. Open your mind. Look, that's what I'm telling you. As far as that, I'm never ever going to sit here and, with any type of respect, discredit the Bible. And I will tell you this thing: as a heterosexual woman that has, I've. Two times I've tried something else. I'm going to put all my dirty laundry out there to give my credibility to you. But I wasn't given the same genetic uh, makeup. Like, I wasn't given the same thing. And I'm telling you, it's not a choice. There have been some people where it's a choice. Yes, it has occurred in our lifetime. (laughs) But most of the time, it is a genetic experiment, and it has been given to the person it's been given to, and they can't help it. And I'm pissed because when before my grandfather died, I was like, well, what am I going to do with all this that you told me? What do I do with this? What do I do? Well, it's true. I mean, they're trying to twist things around, and if you consider... Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. And the fact that you're on this call tonight sharing that, you don't know what kinds of ripple effects that could have. You know, you just don't know. Whenever we expose the truth, then it's like so many people that you'll never even know the difference you made in their life can go, aha. You know? You're right. well, it, it is true. I mean, this is the thing, you know, it's to to right. make things so malleable to say that God would give us an example of a woman born with the female capabilities to have a baby and a clitoris that's the size of a penis. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to be able, I, 
you know, I watched a video, okay? You want to bring out the dirty laundry uh, of two hermaphrodites having sex. And I was like, oh, my God, I, if I had that, I could just stay home. Because I'd be able to do both. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm going to tell you this right now. And here's here's what the, the fun part is. You're within love company, so you don't have to worry. But, of course, you know, there's other people out there. Let them say what they're going to say. Just like that other caller that was on there, he was very irritated with me. I understand that, okay? Yeah, but it's okay. But he was irritated with me for a wrong reason, and I know that. But, and I didn't mean to cut you off, so. No, no, go me. ahead. Really. Here's what I'm going to say. Like, when I had my daughter, basically, I have four children that I gave birth to. And my 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 second daughter, um, she was one of the easiest births I've ever had. I had an epidural. I didn't have crazy contractions. And it was just unbelievable. Like, wow. Okay. Because, you know, birth can be crazy. It can get really bad. What matters, right? Her genitalia started to, it wasn't a full-on hermaphrodite, but it was not, uh, you're one of the male female genitalia. And keeping it clean. But, like, I was like, uh, because, you know, every every penis and every vagina, I'm so sorry that I'm getting off on this, but I just feel like it's necessary. Every penis and every vagina start off the same. It just depends on at about 11 weeks if they go one way or the other. Have you ever heard about that? Well, no, but, I mean, I look at a clitoris just to be how it really is in our world and what God's giving us to to take a look at an experience is really just a little penis. Well, if you can jot this down, here's what happens. When every baby is forming, either their genitalia goes into a penis or a clitoris. The, the clitoris is, I guess, the example to the head. And the shaft of a penis is the equivalent to, like, the vaginal wall. So... I mean, like, it's the same thing. It's either invert or outward. And that's a scientific fact. Well, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. It, it's it's a man's perspective to please his woman to say, do you feel like I feel when I have orgasm? Mm-hmm. And and so then you want to get in touch with her because you want to please her. And you you say, well, it feels this way to be a man. So if if I can feel that you're feeling the same thing that I feel, which you probably are, even though you're capable of... Right, 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 right. So, and this is what's so funny about it is because it's like, okay, so it's not an exact science. I'm sorry, but it's not. And what one of the part of the things that is being spoken in the word, which... I know there's always another way around of interpretation. But in the word, it's, you know, basically saying Christians have to be, you know, um, opposing to gay and abortion. Like, I'm sorry, but 
I personally, I will never stop anybody else from their beliefs. I will never hinder anyone else from their beliefs. I don't believe that that's a close and cut, like an open and closed page. Like, I don't believe if somebody has been genetically altered, first of all, they have to take the blame, and then there's some passage that's written that they're messed up. And this is what's funny. You would think someone who did the I feel like I'm fighting it because I know and I do believe that my son is bisexual. Well, you know, I mean, this this is really a good point. If God were to create everything for us to not judge, mm-hmm. we would say in the contrast of it all that I would accept a male that waves like a girl and wants to be with a boy, that, that he was probably quite girl-like. And, and I know two people that have gone through sex changes. They go yeah. through severe depression and confusion and all this hardship that out of the love for life, wouldn't you just respect that they're feeling what they're feeling? Some gays are gay because they've been damaged by the opposite sex and it hurt too much, so they went where it felt more safe and comfortable. It doesn't mean they experience the same problems everybody experiences in relationships. But out of love for creation, we would just say, this person does not fit into the norm. Okay, so somebody who's deformed and there's something abnormal about them, we could look at them and we could say, well, you don't fit in. You know, I I wear spandex shorts because my whole body is in pain. And I tell my neighbors, you know what? I'm not gay. I'm not trying to show off my wiener. I'm wearing support around my lower back and my midsection because it hurts. And if you know, I've been through Lyme disease and I'm through electronic warfare. So I'm put in pain and they recreate that pain through the frequencies that they put on me from what I was when I had Lyme disease and beat it. Absolutely. Understand and accept the creation of all beautiful life, Mm -hmm. except gay people. And I'm making a big, giant point about this because I know I can feel you all out there on this call that some people are saying it says in the Bible that you're not supposed to be gay. I I don't think we should even go there, really. Let's just leave that alone because... You know, we're not supposed to judge, and God is love, and we don't need to get into all of these kinds of, you know, debates, I don't think. I mean, there's 150 people on the call, so can we get some people that haven't had a chance to talk yet to share, you know, what what's going yeah, on in do. their life? Do, no, you- do, please come forward. We're not right. trying to run the call here, you guys, even though, could, could I ask for a name to identify you, you beautiful soul? I think I and and me who's just been talking and talking and just you know yeah 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 we want a name to associate with you with you you can use anything you want. That's me, Marissa. Marissa, that's me. Say again. 
Rissa. Tessa? Rissa, like no Rissa. Rissa? R's and Robert, I, S, and Sam, S, and Sam, A. Like, I'm, I'm the, the overly opinionated loudmouth. Good. <laughs> we, we love you. We love you, and we're stirring up the shit here, to put it bluntly. So those of you who have any challenging comments or statements or anything you choose to say, uh, as Nancy just said, please come forward and speak because the whole point in this whole night from 10 o'clock on is to bring us all together so we can have a mutual understanding that we all believe in love because we do. Right, and I believe it's about family. Okay, so you know, maybe we didn't have the family that we were supposed to have when we were originally, you know, <clears throat> when we were originally given mom, dad, brother, and sister, and ETC. But I'll tell you this that um, we are all one in the challenge of sticking together and understanding that breaks down the barriers. I have never felt so called to something in my life rather than standing up for things that don't apply to me. If they only apply to me, then I don't know. It's not, it's not quite as fulfilling. Now, I will not stand up for just everything because I will say, here, I don't believe in this, I don't believe in that. But at the same time, I know that. I don't know. I just I I understand things in a different manner. I'm not trying to dominate the conversation. I will tell you this. I feel like that um Nancy is still there. Yeah, I'm here. What's up? <laughs> um, that I mean, it's just a blessing to be able to connect with you when we're kind of in our own territory. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've been talking with uh, the people, and they're like, there's several people calling in from the Dallas area, but I haven't had a chance to, you know, talk with them and get to know them, and um, especially with our similar abduction stories, <laughs> you know, that'll be very good to put, you know, uh, to talk with you because people are targeted in different ways. But when you have been, you know, rushed off and driven away in vans, and uh, the, and held hostage, that takes it, you know, to a whole new level. So I'm glad to meet you. It really does, and I am too. And that's why I saw with other people, we are all targeted in different directions. We are, yep. And that's to create confusion. And this is yep. where we have to have discernment. And this is where we have to share. Come on, let's let's bring some more people into this call. You know, the three of us don't want to run this call. All three of us agree. Anybody who has any challenges or anything to say, it's for us to all contemplate because you know what it's for? Yes, it's for open discussion. Yeah. And it's, it's to bring us together so we can all understand that we're in the common unity of love. Mm-hmm. So we can mm-hmm. join hands. If there's nothing else freedom can accomplish in its life, it's to get unified and then go out and share with the world. This is yeah. what's happening. All these things are crazy, and they're off the deep end. 
Every one of our inner child is crying inside for so many years. I mean, I was born in 57. I grew up in a pretty okay time. And I thought, yeah, and and I thought to myself, you know, well, I miss the Vietnam War, but for some reason I don't feel like I'm not going to be in a war. And you know what I found out? It's the biggest war of humanity that I'm in. And I'm so sad. My heart cries for all of you. Just please. But aren't we lucky, Neil, that we know what's going on? This has gone on in my family for generations. And, you know, it's it's multi-generational. And it's so sad that those precious people were isolated and demonized. And, you know, nobody ever told them that they were actually right or that they were actually a victim. You know, they were just crucified and it's just horrific horrific stories and at least we know what's going on and that we're not alone that's that's right i mean i walked into a sheriff's office in a small town of three thousand people and i said this is what's happening to me and i need a safe house there's a freemason's lodge in this town my next door neighbor is an nsa agent and he's jealous of me because I own my own property, and I need some help. And I said, you want to know the truth? I was born in 57, and I was made a target before I was even a sperm and an egg. Same and a, all of us. Mm-hmm. And a psychic told me, when you were three years old, you were watched by the military. My mother told me two years ago, she's 84 now, she said a flying saucer showed up and was shining a bright light in our bedroom window. And I said, was I born yet? And she said, you were a newborn. And what I feel is that they could see those that are shining bright. And that they they targeted me. Yeah, I think that they know through all of their technology and all of their crappy, magical crap, (laughs) um, they know... um, what our destinies are. And some of us were, you know, for whatever reason, we had big destinies to do good on this earth. And so the powers that be are like, no, 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 we got to put that light out. I think many people that don't know why they're targeted, that's what it is. The powers that be know that they have a destiny. It doesn't have to be that they're religious or anything else. Their life plan, you know, could uh, with their time travel and all that, it's like these people are going to be the ones to do good in the world, and they want to saturate the world with negativity. That's what I saw exactly. They did everything that they could do to undermine me, including ruining my singing voice so that I couldn't put out the words. When, when you hear the songs that I'm getting ready to record, I just spent $500 on a a signal processing preamplifier to make my voice sound better than it really is. They're holding back my voice, and I actually read about implants that do it. It's not that I'm a great musician or a great singer. For those who haven't heard Waves of Darkness, go look for it on YouTube. It'll be the first search that comes up. It's a song for targeted individuals and what we've been through. Yeah, I'm no, I'm no great musician or singer. It's the words that come through me, 
And when I wrote Waves of Darkness and I wrote Lost in Space about the condition of the world and the parallel of Atlantis, that we've already done this before in ancient Lemuria, I just sat down and cried because I said, I don't know where these words came from. They're too divine to be me. It's the words. I'll use the star maker machinery, as Joni Mitchell called it, to put those out good enough to be considered whatever. <laughs> well, I was told it was a vibration of the harmony. But it is like singing. Um, it's probably a mixture of the words as well, but what I was told it was a vibration of the harmony and singing. And that's what basically makes things loose, I guess, for lack of a better word. But um, I was told that that's what summons and separates and, like, that's why they do singing in church. And then everybody hears the same thing. So it's got to be the word too. It has to be. It is. I mean, it's, it's the portrayal of the beauty of life that comes through somebody. And it comes through one particular person. And you feel humble because you you don't know where those words came from, but it was put out there for all those other people to share, perhaps to comfort them or to touch them or to confirm their own feelings are okay. Mhm, mhm. I can see that. I can definitely see that. Say your name again, so we'll remember. And, wait, say it again. What's that? I'm so sorry. I just have to repeat what you just said. I said, would you say your name again so we will remember? Yes, absolutely. Okay, I am, um, let me spell it for you. I am in, like Nancy, A-R-I-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-
given a message in the reading, like the days where I was doing readings, and um, I was seeing like NSA, DARPA, Nazi SS police, Nazis, like I, all those things were just, you know, basically kind of being thrown into my head, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't want to talk about this, like I don't Look, you're the one who crosses the line. You're the one who goes on both sides. You're the one who has to see the contrast and experience it and to share it. So it's totally okay. You you were created to experience both sides and see it and understand it because duality has a purpose. There's, there's nothing negative in that at all. <laughs> I, I was basically told that I was put here as an apparatus to save the good people and to understand and know the enemy tactics of the bad. Well, there you go. And I'm telling you what I just said came from you, nowhere. You are but, the only person that's ever known that. Look, every single person on this call has a purpose. Stand up and declare it. Because let me tell you something. <clears throat> I shined bright through my life, and I saw that people were jealous. And so it made me be uplifting to other people because I didn't want to be put on a pedestal. And I didn't want people to be jealous of me. And so I kind of got into the background. And when I joined this group and I saw the urgency, and I saw whatever gifts and abilities that I had, I had to come forward and I had to shine bright. And some people became jealous and some people became hateful towards me. And I said, I just have to do what I'm here to do. Each one of you is here to do what you're here to do, and it's time for you to stand up and do it. I, Melissa, I, I didn't hear what you had said in that last sentence that y'all are now going into the conversation with. So can you repeat it, please? You you were told, and then I couldn't hear the rest. You were told what? Well, I was just told that, I mean, I was just told that it was just, I don't know if it came from the right place or not, but my name being such an odd name, um, some basically type of an acronym but I know this, and this is what I've known from my creation. Um, I'm not here for the wrong reasons, not doing anything for the wrong reasons. So that was kind of foreign to me, and I haven't completely processed it yet. Don't really know what to do with that. I'm not sure if it's real or true, because the true definition of my name came from my dad said that he was um, in high school, basically, at the time, and um, that he got a spiritual message that that's what he was supposed to name me, and that's what he did. So. And that's what happened to me, and I am uh, N-E-A-L, Neil, and Neil was leader. And my mother said I was going to name you Matthew, and something told me to name you Neil. This yeah, is, my dad, he was compelled to name me that. Yeah, he couldn't. 
You, you have a particular job, and I, I know a, an Austrian guy who was the father of the little girl that I'm telling you about that wore my leather hat and ran naked across the yard so fast, and she was so cute and beautiful. And he said, Narissa. I can't even say it because I'm wearing a partial because they've killed all my front teeth. I had to have my teeth pulled and have a partial put in. It's awful. But it's Narissa. <laughs> you were given a unique name because you're a unique soul and you have a unique job to do. Don't you ever, ever doubt it. Nothing evil about it at all. I actually didn't like my name for a very long time, and then I met this lady in a restaurant, and we were sitting at the same table, and um, she said uh, that Nancy means truth, and she's like, do you understand all the Nancy Drew novels and all that kind of stuff? And so after she said that, I looked, and I haven't been able to find that, that Nancy means truth, but I took it. It's like she told me that, and to me it planted the seed I needed to where it's like, well, that's true, you know, it's like, um, it was almost like she was predicting my future, that, that later I would come across, you know, God's the God of truth, and that's what this is about, you know. So I had to stand on truth, and that's what set me free. So, um, and learning the truth sets us free. So I'm just so grateful to hear other people's stories and what they've been through, and I know it's hard for some people to open up, but if they'll just share, it really does help. And I can't believe we have that many callers and, and nobody wants to talk about, you know, what's going on in their life, too, and share with us. That's right. You know, and i got to tell you, Nancy, I remember when you were in that psych ward and you were making those calls, and yep. and you said with total conviction, I am standing for what is true, and I refuse to give a plea bargain. And say, right. well, okay, I'll admit I'm guilty so I can get off the hook and get the hell out of here. This girl, for for all of you who don't know, she did two years in a psych ward, if I remember right. Yeah, back and forth. You know, they were trying to uh, break me down by taking me back to the jail and uh, saying, you know, well, um, usually in these cases we would have dropped the charges, but in your case, we're going to offer you the plea deal. And I said, does that mean that I'm going to have to plead guilty? And, you know, my lawyer that they, another lawyer that they threw in there, who was a total perp, said, um, well, yeah. And I said, well, then no. So then they sent me back as incompetent, even though another judge stepped forward and ruled me in his court as competent to try to, you know, make something honest out of this whole thing. It's like the girl's competent. You guys keep calling her incompetent. So the bottom line was, Either you plead guilty to this or else. And it's like, if I didn't do it, then I'm not going to, you know, it's about the truth. And I had to learn through that experience, though, Neil. I didn't go into that situation knowing what I know now. It just made me grow. What they meant to destroy me only made me stronger in realizing what this is all about. And that's what I've watched happen to you. You held your conviction, and it, and it not only empowered you, it paid off. 
But here you no are. No matter what happens to me, no matter what happens to me, because, you know, it was a growing, for my soul, it was a growing experience where it's like I understand the universe a lot better now. I understand what this targeting is all about now. They want your soul. These people are Luciferian. You saw the hey, good evening, everybody. Can uh, can y'all hear me? We can. Go for it, man. We're happy Welcome. to hear somebody besides us. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, hey, thank you. Uh, first, I just want to say thanks for having this call, and uh, I appreciate all that you guys do. And there's something that caught my interest, particularly with Narissa and Nancy's experience that I shared. Uh, we've had some similar experiences, and I kind of wanted to turn the conversation back to... Uh, what you know or some of your insights on the channeling of like archangels and um, some of your experiences with psychic spies and and embedded agent propagators and and how you dealt with them and because I've experienced a lot of what you guys talked about already and I basically it's been going on for years and I basically shut myself out from all of my contacts and friends, family and everything and just had to get away from everything to re get re recoup and regather my thoughts about everything. So I just want wanted to direct the conversation back towards that and what do you know about it? Go for it. We want to hear your experience. <clears throat> well, I mean you know, I joined, I was in the Navy for a while, and after I got out, I was, I I felt like I kind of grew up a little bit, and all my friends back home were kind of doing the same thing, and my interest kind of led more towards the free energy and the physics and, you know, consciousness, and so I started developing an educational resource for special research and consciousness studies, and one of the first things I got into is straight right off the bat was uh, free energy and how that goes hand in hand with the extraterrestrial phenomena. And I did several years of research and just kept to myself. And one, I just started noticing all these odd serendipitous or synchronicity moments where I felt like I was being kind of surveilled and you know harassed or whatever, and I didn't notice it for maybe four years after I started my research, and I went over to France and I got picked up by intelligence and was harassed and everything. And I was going there to see some uh, family, a friend of the family that I had started divulging some of this information to just casually. Um. But it didn't really start getting intense until I got back and I was kind of fed up with everything and started, I finally started a social media account and started putting all this information online and came across a journalist who I started divulging some relatively sensitive, possibly classified information to. And then all of a sudden everything started getting really intense and I was kind of uh, not really sheltered, but I didn't really, I didn't have much of a social life. I had, I still do have high social anxiety and 
um, and stuff like that. So I actually realized that what I had been doing in my meditations was could possibly be considered channeling, or you know, of a sort. And then I started getting all kinds of threats and uh, just being harassed from all different angles, you know, whether it, it seemed like it was coming from, you know, electronics, it seemed like it was uh, just surrounding everywhere I went, and it just started getting really intense. I've even called out people who, you know, suddenly came into my life or a family member's lives, you know, claiming you know, to have these weird stories, like my sister's a school teacher, and they met some people who came who were also special ed teachers and some of the comments that they made in our presence, it just, it didn't match. It didn't, it didn't settle with me because they said things that only I would know about. Um, like very specific things like words that were in private emails and stuff that not even my family knew about. And they say it under the breath where only I could hear it. So I started calling them out and they got very aggressive with me and started making threats and stuff and is it's really hard to explain but not just the electronic warfare information warfare um or the physical harassment and everything but the artificial intelligence yeah it just seemed very I didn't know why I was being targeted or why I was being attacked you know because it seemed like some of the information I was coming through were was positive and beneficial, like you were saying earlier about destiny and stuff. Some some other force was helping, but then there was this strong presence of resistance and and negative. It's just really hard to discern all the signals and messages coming through. And even more recently, it's still after I quit channeling and spreading all the information, you know, even a lot about, it's like, it even kind of started, one of the first things I picked up on in 2007 was the Disclosure Project and Paradigm Research Group and, you know, that whole area. Um, And, you know, everything that I kept researching and kept getting followed up with more information that just backed all of the myth or legend and of course you I mean there was disinformation that I could see was spread throughout some of it but um, my question is how how do you discern some of the signals coming through and how do you know when you're being attacked or when you're being helped and what how do I know that what during my meditation if it was channeling of like, for instance, Archangel, Archangel Michael or something else. What what empowers you will be truth, which is love, which is care, which is, for lack of a better word, God, that we all know that word. Whatever confuses you proves to you to give you the contrast for the discernment to understand confusion always shows its sign as evil. 
I go through the same thing you're talking about, believe me. Okay, because at the time I was absolutely certain. I mean, at certain points I still am absolutely certain of what I was doing was a good thing. It was, you know, it was something I was meant to go through. It's trial and error. It's trial and error over a period of time. That's what I would tell you after 50, almost eight years of life. I'm I'm still far from perfect, and I'm paying attention. And you know what? If there's no other thing that I'm always told, it's pay attention to detail. And it's that you are being perfected to be prepared for what is to come next. And I hurt for humanity so much, I cry out to be as graceful as Jesus, to be so connected to what love really is. So just accept the process of trial and error because it's leading you to what you'll become, which is capable of doing what you came to do. That's what comes to me to tell you. Well, thank you. Um, I do... Uh, still feel like that there's some unfinished business. Otherwise, you know, I came close to taking my own life many times. I've also experienced some very (laughs) dangerous situations where I didn't think I should have came out of as well. And, you know, it's just, just the experience has destroyed some, you know, relationships and, and, you know, it's well, just, please it's, don't it, take your life. Please don't take your life. That is their goal. I've been there too. I was extremely suicidal for years until I figured out that you know they are trying to do this to us. All of this horrible stuff happening in my life, you know, was actually being manipulated. And so at least we have the the information now of what a TI is, and that we're in this godforsaken program, and you are here for a reason. And thousands of people that were in the military are being programmed to go ahead and kill themselves because the suicide rate is so high. So please, 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 for us, do not kill yourself because we need you. He won't. He won't. He's on a guided tour, and I'm letting him know that he's on a guided tour because I'm here to tell him from experience. And for all of you who don't know the history, the Rothschilds, instigated the civil war in america these rotten people have been at it for that long and if there's nothing else that i could tell you all of you everybody on this call the hypersensitivity that you have to live in knowing what you know and the bravery of why you're here going through this godforsaken experience it's actually under duress we grow and the sweet thing about all of this and and when you falter like i do and you feel bad and you go god they got under my skin and i got pissed off and i yelled and i broke something or or i did something that was less than grace that in actuality under duress which is what god put us under on purpose, we're the ones that are growing more. We're right, the but ones. God isn't a wimp. God isn't a wimp, and neither was Jesus. It is about love, 
but vengeance is the Lord's and not ours, and he will repay. You know, that's the thing. It is not unspiritual to get angry when injustices are being done. Jesus himself went and turned over all those money changers' tables and everything. And, you know, he he was like, this is absolute blasphemy. This is not going to happen in my father's house. You guys are turning this into something that's not supposed to be about. So righteous indignation is a gift from God. It lets us know that this is not okay. What we have to realize is what is our part in this? What can we do? Um, Sometimes nothing but give it to God because when we're weak, he's strong. But don't ever be hard on yourself, Neil, for for just getting pissed off and breaking something because, you know, it's okay. I'm not. I'm I'm making an example to show you all who might think that I'm graceful and steady in my words. Uh, That was the gift I was given in my life was the gift of words. And it comes through. I have 50 songs, and I can't wait to get the first album out for you to hear because uh, the first 12 songs that I'll do on the first album are all so much about these times. Well, my soul right now is crying out when when he's talking about, you know, how close he has been to taking his own life. We've all been there. But do you know what a huge asset, Neil, that we would have if Aaron Alexis had just stayed within our community? I mean, he was a brilliant young man, an attorney, you know, and he, he just would have held on. He could have been such an asset to our community, and I don't want to lose any more of our our people because we need each other so much. All of us have a piece to this to help. Well, you know? it's true, and I have to tell you that when Pete Santilli said on his radio show in front of three million people, and his partner agreed that Myron May was on psychotropic drugs, and maybe he wasn't a TI at all. And Ken Rhodes, who is a pillar of our community, whether he likes it or not, um, he called me up and he said, uh, Pete Santilli just said that Myron May, you know, maybe wasn't a TI and he was on psychotropic drugs. He was a brilliant person. And so I said to Ken, I said, it's all right. This is just to set up what's going to happen next. We're going to make Pete Santilli do a a retraction live on the air. So go ahead and schedule a show. And I got on the show, and I said they controlled Myron May, and they made him go to the college and do what he did. And he wouldn't have done that if he was in his own mind. What is the proof? Somebody who is a lawyer or a DA, in his case, a district attorney, would not have strategically picked doing a a media stunt to get attention by going to the school that he went to and hurting innocent kids. He would have done what Aaron Alexis did. Aaron Alexis was trying to go to the people that he thought was hurting him and take them out. This is mind control. This is the subtlety of it. If any of you out there go and pick up the book, Archangels of Dreamland, after you read it, you'll understand what I'm saying. 
about the capabilities of what artificial intelligence is doing. If there's nothing else Robert Duncan could portray to us that he's allowed to tell without being killed, it would probably be the capabilities of the subtleties of artificial intelligence. When Deborah Tavares and I talked after doing a radio show together, bless her for sticking her neck out, she said, I will do this to the death for the future of my grandchildren. She said, what do you feel about artificial intelligence? And I said, it's my biggest fear because it's so subtle, but it's so powerful. And what I see is the capabilities of it turning the human race against itself to kill six and a half billion people. I can't let that happen. Can't. We have to work together as a team. We have to work together. Every single one of us was created in the beauty of an original, beautiful creation. When we're here and we're getting experience and we have to hold hands, it doesn't matter what your walk of life is or your belief systems are. The bottom line is we're all here because we believe in love. We're all here because we've had the bravery to stick out something that's unspeakable. Every single one of us, our inner child, is tucked into our heart somewhere safe. And and it's crying because we're hurting. Are we hurting for our own selfish selves? Or are we hurting for the whole beautiful creation, for the whole human race? Are we hurting because we want to uplift and preserve love? Pull together, hold hands. It doesn't matter what you believe, because what we all believe comes down to the core of believing in love, which is caring about every living, beautiful creation on this earth. We are the stewards of this planet. It's our job to do this. And by your own conviction, you can do it. By every thought that you send out is like the ripple of a pond when you drop a rock into it. And I'm here to tell you it's it's proven to me. Prove it to yourselves. You'll find it to be true. I'm done. That kind of reminded me a little bit of what Nerissa was talking about earlier um, about writing prophecy and watching it unfold and you know, if if there is an artificial intelligence you know that powerful that could throw all these all the information out there somewhere for people to collect and kind of piece together um, how because during during some of the sessions that I was telling you about earlier is now I watched I watched everything that was said unfold within you know the coming months and years and um it it's kind of hard to grasp but soon after like not even a day after one of the most intense uh sessions that you know using 
uh, the computers as a, as a tool, um, I, I saw my first light ship or flying saucer, whatever you want to call it. And and that was basically when I realized or the image I got from from seeing that was telling me that you know, this this was Michael coming through. And I don't I, mean, I never really I studied a lot of religion and philosophy and, and all that, but seems like that was the most prevalent. You know, I see truth in all the different religions of all the culture in the world. I think they all kind of teach the same thing, uh, possibly you know, just different names and times and stuff. But and that wasn't that wasn't the first. I mean, or that wasn't the only. That was the first. And then I started seeing more and more phenomena after that. And like I said, I was just bombarded with all kinds of psychological attacks. And it was coming through through the media. This journalist I was telling you about earlier, she ended up um, working for Russia Today and had her own show. And it almost seemed... Well, it seems strange because I, I mean, I kind of, I saw that coming before it happened, and you know, it's just it, it really it kills me every time I hear the people who everything that's going on, um, you know, listen to Fox News and tell you. After you've done your research, they just kind of parrot the voices and you try to provide some sort of, maybe not proof, but, you know, some something substantial that could kind of back up their theory or, you know, which piece together. And, and then they call you crazy. And I don't know, it's just... It, it's it's typical. I mean, it's it's part of the process for us to hone ourselves to to per- perfect ourselves to become the diamond. It, it takes practice, you know. I'm I'm here at almost 58 years old to tell you the things that you see over a period of time eventually prove themselves because they keep happening over and over again until you can't deny that there's something there. And I call on Archangel Michael and St. Germain and Jesus and others every single day to protect myself and my partner and everybody in this group and to send back the energy that they send to us and to the machines and devices that they use. And we're both suffering every day but something calls me to say that here we are with a mind and a free will. And what Angela McGurr taught was that the angels don't have the right to intervene unless you ask them to help. And if there's lessons that we have to learn and we go through suffering, it's because it's going to bring us more growth. And it's to have the understanding of both of those things. One, that because you have a free will, they can't just intervene. You have to ask 
and give permission for them to intervene. And they will not interfere with anything that's going to cause you more growth. When you understand that, you understand when your prayers are answered and when they're not answered because you have to learn the lesson that you learn from being humble through your suffering and the amount of growth that you'll experience for that. Then there's no mystery. Then you just have to take responsibility for who you are and what you're going through and what the purpose is behind it is. That's what I get. That's the answer I'm given. If it empowers you, use it. If it doesn't, don't. It's just difficult to think of all the sacrifices and all the suffering, you know, just that I've been through. I know I'm not obviously I'm not the only one, um, and I I did think I was the only one for a long time. Uh, I heard about this group on Coast to Coast just a couple weeks ago. Well, there you go, and and I just presented to our board of directors. I said we we were mentioned on coast to coast and it's bringing more people in and we have to be as efficient as we can possibly be so that we can be there because there's going to be a whole lot more people coming and here you are it's meant to be this group has a giant job to do to bring everybody together and to unify them because it's it's through our unification and our acknowledgement that love is the most important thing we could possibly be. As humbled as we are, I I could have walked up to the living room window of the NSA agent that said my name in my head through V2K and I could have done whatever I chose to do to him just to put it subtly. And something said, don't go there. You have bigger fish to fry. How long have we had to be diplomatic so against the odds? You guys are all like the chosen people to be so diplomatic, to go out there in the public eye, to still put on a smile for people, to still do whatever you could do when you've been isolated, and had frequency warfare put on you, all I can tell you is one day you'll be highly honored for what you've endured and just acknowledge the purposes behind it and the growth that you've made that you wouldn't have made if you would have been not been under such duress. That's what I see. That's what it's done to me. Yeah, I appreciate that because I've dealt with the great amount of humiliation and discreditation and the V2K that you just mentioned uh, as someone who's consciously aware of their existence and their thoughts it seems and they're they're good you know um, the psychic warfare is amazing at just timing and some of the things that, that happen 
seemingly coincidental. And then, you know, I mean, you mentioned earlier Lemuria, and that brings me back to some uh, Russian whistleblower that sent me information. I don't know exactly where it came from, but apparently it was a video from, I think it was the Russian space station, um, showing a, a giant a hole with light coming through it, talking about Agartha and a hollow earth theory and, you know, the moon, uh, moon matrix and artificial intelligence there and I was just wondering, what's your take on, on that, the uh, hollow earth? Well, I'm just going to tell you that I had a Honda car, and one night it blew up. And I had a dream that night that I was going to get a, a Chevrolet, an old Chevrolet. And so I looked in the newspaper the next day, and there was two Chevy Novas for sale. And I called one, and the car that I saw in my dream was blue. And the lady said, it's blue. And I said, is it an automatic or a manual transmission? And she said, it's automatic. And I said, well, I need a manual because I've got a 72 Winnebago, and I want to be able to tow it behind my Winnebago because I'm called to do something that I don't even understand. And so I called the other call and or the other car and it was a manual transmission. And to this day I have that car and the license plate on it says Blue Star. And if you go to YouTube and you look up Merlin twenty two, which is my channel M-U-R-R-L-I-N, which is named after my cat, uh, a Manx cat that I had that I love dearly. Uh, You'll see a song called Lost in Space. And it's about a vision that Jimi Hendrix had of asteroids hitting the planet about 30 years from when he died. And it turns out that the blue star was the significance of Agartha and Middle-earth and Shambhala and all of that. And it turns out that the military was digging so far underground that they were a threat to what's called Middle-earth. I don't remember if it was in the 50s that a high-ranking officer was flying a plane, as the story goes, um, that he flew into Middle Earth. And there was a sun there and everything, and the people said, because you have a pure heart, we let you come in here. And what he saw was so beautiful, and I have dreams of that. And when you read the Hopi prophecy about the blue star, All of this information came to me after I got the license plate Blue Star for my blue Chevy Nova, which I still have 15 years later sitting in my driveway. Do I believe it's true? Yeah, I do. They warned the military, if you dig any deeper and you come into our realm, we we will stop you. 
and we have technology way beyond what you're capable of. I've had dreams about it. Their leader of Agartha lives in the balance of nature. They, they, I see it. There, it's like there's a place there for me. This is probably too out there for most of you, but it's happened to me, so I'm sharing it. Um, I, I see grass thatched huts. I see sleeping on like pine needle beds. I see pure food. I see everything in balance, like how we should be living. And what they said was that we have to go through what we're going through and they're staying out of it because it's not their place to intervene in what we have to experience here. But what I get from them is that they're an example of how we'll come to live, which is to be really true stewards of whatever planet we might be given, whether it's Earth or not. So uh, do I believe Middle Earth is true? Yes. And Derek asked me one day, he said, you know, what is this about what Malika is saying about Agartha and Middle Earth? And I need to go to the Middle Earth and do this and that. And I said, well, go look up the Hopi prophecy about the blue star and about the red star. So please uh, go listen to Lost in Space. It was an inspired song that I wrote. And it talks about humanity and the dilemma that we've been put into and the purposes within what we're going through and about the Hopi prophecy to prepare and that the blue star would be a warning that would pass to let us know that the red star known by the the Hopi prophecy is a warning to basically the shit's going to hit the fan, that there will be a purification. It's called the purifier or the red star. And when when you hear the words to the song, um, if you take what I'm saying to you right now, you'll probably cry. So the words just came to me because I looked up Blue Star years after I got my license plate for my blue Chevy Nova called Blue Star. I can't deny it because of the order that it happened in. I believe that our Agartha and Shambhala are really true and that there are other realities that we're going through an evolutionary process for the purpose to become more graceful beings and that places like Agartha are an example and that the Hopis are telling the truth their prophecies are over 100 years old. I don't know a whole lot more about them, so I couldn't say I'm totally accurate, but they're yeah, preparing. Can't do to me. Well, um, they're saying if there's nothing else that you do through these times, keep your heart pure and you'll be okay. There's I a lot. across the Evelyn Bird's journal. And uh, about the the blocked entrance at the South Pole, um, and the patrolled North and North Pole entrance by the U.S. Navy and the Russian Navy. I read about the Hopi prophecy, the Blue Kachina, Red Kachina, and that day it was Kachina in the yeah, yeah, 
then you know. And, you know, the blue Katina being a warning, um, and the red Katina being the harbinger, or I always considered, I thought the blue was, well, first it came through as as a warning. Uh, And the red, every time somebody mentions that, I think of the Bureau or the Red Dwarf and Seven Suns, Seven Satellites, coming around the sun as we pass through the galactic rift. Um, and then passing through the galactic rift, obviously, you know, physics tells us that the magnetic poles will flip. Um, but, uh, it came through in, in kind of that order. First it was... first, And, man, as soon as I put out all the information that I came across, and it was in a specific order, That's the significance right there that you can't deny is that specific order. And I'm here to tell you, for any of you who might question whether I'm just giving you uh, pretty words, you you send an email to electricrose22 at yahoo.com, and I'll send you a picture of my blue Chevy Nova with the license plate blue star. And I had no idea. I only thought of Chevy Nova and the dream that I had that I would get this car. And I named it Blue Star. And one day, about 12 years later, I looked up Blue Star on Google. And all the Hopi prophecy and everything came up. What this man is saying is true. And watch for these synchronicities, as people call them, uh, because they're very significant. We are given information in a certain order. Something bigger than us is happening, and it's beautiful. Against the odds. Love wins. That's when it went. That's when uh, it hit the fan, so to speak. After that, after I presented all that information, about, uh, Agartha and Shambhala, and, and then I started. Then I really started noticing, and, and even in the circles of the people I was I was supporting, you know, who who's uh, were also kind of leading the underground revolution, so to speak. And it just seemed like, you know, through um, through that order of channeling was basically a spearhead in, into 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 the prophecy almost biblical it almost seemed like a 